gentlemen, welcome to episode number 73 of Casting the Spotlight. We are back hitting you with another solo round here tonight. Hell yeah. Going in with some Sex Pistols, old Sid Vicious. Yeah, back, rotten. back from what decade? The 70s? Yeah, 70s, mainly the probably. 70s, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, hopefully, uh, you know, we don't slur as many words as you probably Ooh. heard in 72, so that was a, but that was one hell of an episode. That was I was admittedly, I, I couldn't keep my eyes open for most of the second part of that episode. Could end up looking like Nick on this podcast. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sleeping and shit. The only man that has ever <laughs> fallen asleep on casting the spotlight. Big Dick Nick. <laughs> Being seen in we episode... We were that fucking boring. Being seen, <laughs> being seen in episode, what, 32? I think so. Something like that. I think it was 32. Um, it was. A, it seems like it was a fucking decade ago. It was a long time ago. I know, what does that say about everything else that we talked about last week? <laughs> it was a long time before that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I mean, Life, hopefully, hopefully somebody enjoyed those... You know, throwback stories and yeah. We the first the hour, trip. I feel like we did a lot of throwback stuff. We referenced the the trip to Florida a lot and whatnot. Yeah, and I guess we kind of all came to the realization at the same time. Like I think we knew it, but we're like, we're like, yeah, that was kind of the end of something, the beginning of something else. We're like, yeah, well, like we all kind of realized it on the same plane. Oh, it definitely was. It, like you, it felt like that, but yeah, it's uh, and then that whole next era had its era, which was. You know, a couple of years, two to three years, yeah. maybe. And then... That is kind of crazy to think about, though, because that, like, unintentionally was kind of like a hoorah send-off to oh, the yeah. era that was. Oh, yeah. Because that was, like, <laughs> the end of all that shit. Like, you know, we did all those shows. So out, yeah, the 20, backyard like, wrestling crew. Yeah, and then them going off to college, and I know we talked about that and stuff, and all of us hanging out. Yeah. Um... But yeah, I mean, it was kind of the end, you know, because that was everything that you guys had done too, and like it, where you know, just where it all fucking crossed. We're just like, oh, let's do this trip. But yeah, it was. I mean, it was fun. So because yeah, you guys had moved to Florida at that point, all that shit is coming up on seven fucking. I know years that's ago. insane. To that think is about. closer to a decade ago. That's mind-boggling. That's like almost. Then, if you put it, like, it, it doesn't seem that long ago because it was after high school, right? But if you put it in school terms, yeah, that would be going from your senior year back to fifth fucking grade. Oh, yeah, that's fucked. <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> that, yeah. We're getting old. That It's crazy to perspectivize it that way. Um, it just kind of, you know, it just kind of shows you how, like, the different eras, everything has changed. But it, it, sometimes it's the subtle... Uh, it's the subtle fucking things, you know what I mean? Like, you change stuff here and there, like, about your appearance, about with that, uh, you know, occasionally where you move or where you live, you know, whatever you do, and, uh, sometimes before too long, you're, like, looking at all these fucking changes, and I guess the constants are the people you talk to, or the, you know what I'm saying, like, the life that you surround yourself by. Yeah. But, I mean, it's definitely gonna change based on if you're with somebody, Especially, I'm sure, and I can't vouch for this personally, but if you have kids or whatever as well. But even simple things like changing your job or changing your home. I mean, those two things alone can change so much about your 
social life in your in your circle and your you know what I mean? Yeah. So and also time just goes a lot quicker after school years. Like once yeah. you're done with schooling and you're kinda just living life week by week and you're like doing a job or whatever and you have a schedule of shit. Time doesn't exist. It's just like here and gone, everything. Yeah. Well, you sit uh, at the beginning of the week or at the beginning of the month or what have you, and you're like, okay, well, this and this, and you start going. Once you start going through each week as the time goes by, you like laying out some of the different things, even if some of it's like rest, and you're like, oh, this is going to be a long day. I might nap for a little while. I might do this, go out, you know, or run another air and do that, you know. You kind of lay it out, and you're like, holy shit, like almost all of my time through some input or another is accounted for before the week even happens. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you lose, well, I shouldn't say you lose it, but you, I mean, because a lot of the things, through some fault or another, I'm sure, is going to, you know, something that makes you happy, progresses your life in a financial way or some sort of, like, personal way. Um. And if that's the case, then it's good. But it's just like also you, you kind of get used to having like downtime, and you're like, how like how am I gonna even find the time to get the <laughs> recovery that I need? But sometimes you know it doesn't it doesn't necessarily go in like I was saying last week about it just being a straight shoot upward. It doesn't always you know it doesn't always pan out that way, and uh, you know sometimes whenever we think it's a it's a bulletproof time like that's whenever some of the shit hits the fan the hardest and you're like fuck how I, I gotta how do I gotta deal with all this stuff um but yeah it's it's not always a straight shot forward no not, certainly is not by any means I feel like you learn that a lot in your 20s and shit too it's, it's just then by the time you know more you give yourself shit for should have knowing better but then you're like man this is just something else that I'm going to have to learn yeah. from. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't, you know, so it's almost like you feel like you have enough experience to carry yourself through it the way you know, but you're never prepared for all these externalities that fucking can offset the whole thing. That's kind of like what me and uh, my girlfriend were having the conversation about. It's like one of her big things always is like figuring out and like learning about herself, you know? Yeah. Like, getting more in touch with herself and stuff. And, like, I I admire that, but, like, I kind of think, too, it's, like, that's an exhausting process because it's, like, you're constantly fucking changing. Like, no matter your scenery's changing, your job's changing, the people you're around's changing, everything's changing, and that's affecting you and you're changing. So it's, like, you never learn yourself. It's a never-ending process, you know what I mean? You're yeah. constantly, like... Putting in work. Like, I feel like in your, like, late teens, early 20s, you're, like, you feel like you kind of got yourself figured out. You're, like, settling into what you are. But that's not the case because you're going to be drastically different no. in, like, six years. So it's just everything. Like, I feel like I realize that more now than I ever did before. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah. Where you're just kind of, like, I don't even know who the fuck I am half the time. Like, I'm just like, I do, but I don't. Because things are changing so fast. Oh, yeah. You know what you do. <laughs> but you're like, whoa. You're like, how, like, how did this even... Like, why... It's almost like you gotta fucking... 
you got to look at the root. You know what I mean? You got to look at why, at the why, and at the you know, like kind of like what led me to this place. And I finally feel like, especially, you know, in in like recent months or recent times, it just like. I've executed some of the right moves in the right like areas, the things that I've needed to accomplish, things I've needed to do, and you know we've been ever consistent at doing the podcast, and you know I've gotten like different social circles of people and of things that I've you know what I'm saying tried to tried to manage everything you know mixed with just all your relationships in life and everything, and it's just like it's at like a good it's at a pretty you know good place I feel like for the most part. Um, but you know, you always, there's always more to do. You're like, okay, I can never, I can never just be, you know, fine with that because there needs to be something else that I'm, you know, fucking, um, unlayering as I'm trying, is I'm, something else I'm pulling back as I'm trying to figure out my why, like the reason that I'm, you know, what my role is and what I'm supposed to be doing and what I'm supposed to use that for. And sometimes... You know, I look at that like it's a, you know, it's a sort of a bigger thing because I'm like, I need to, uh, you know, I need to figure out why exactly, like what, like what that is supposed to be for me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it's tough because it always, it always changes and, you know, sometimes <coughs> you got to listen to the signs and you got to listen to what the right call is for your own life, but it's just, it's just fucking... It's not easy, you know, because different things always affect your uh, your decision making. Yeah, there's sort of elements to life too, like it's all a puzzle piece, you know. Everything connects to the next thing, so it's mm-hmm. everything affects everything, you know. Oh yeah, it's. I feel like human, like, but also learn things that like drive you too, to just keep going every day. You have like kind of. Visions or things you're excited about or like a passion project you want to do or like something that you like are driving towards kind of or like looking forward to or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I haven't been the best always at carrying through with those things. That's where I'm like trying to get better at. But I mean, I guess the podcast is a big one. That yeah. was a passion project we actually did, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Because I feel like I have a lot of them. I'm like, I think this would be cool. This would be neat to try. This would, And I just don't fucking do them half the oh, time. Yeah. And it's like, man, if I had to get out there and do it, I might have a good time. I just, by the time you get through work and you get through giving your time to others and you get through doing this or whatever else you got to do throughout the week, it's like you don't, when you have the free time, you want to just, I just want to fucking read a book or watch a show or chill, mm-hmm. you know? Well, it's, it's crazy because, like, that is some of, uh, a lot, taking in and looking through your own lens, like, your own, your, your childhood and your own perspective of why things are the way they are, um, and for us, like, gauging that through art, be it, you know, wrestling, sports, movies, music, you know, books, just different, like, just kind of gauging, like, what your interests are and, like, what you find fascinating. Mm Mm-hmm. And, like, those things, like I've talked about before on this podcast, it's, like, those things were always fucking, were always there for us, even if we didn't feel like oh, yeah. a lot of other stuff. What, you know, so we could, you could always just kick it back and some like, happiness and excitement into oh, your yeah. life. So it's, like, you don't want to lose that in that and then <coughs> stop paying attention to the art and the things that you love to to go see and watch and, um, 
you know what I mean? Like the things you like to experience. It's kind of hard to. I feel like it's always good to be listening to like new music and being to or like even even re-listening to older music through your new lens, like through you know your life now, and you mm-hmm. might articulate it all differently. But uh, I think. You know, I, I don't know. I think reliving some of that. So you're even watching stuff over again. Like some people don't see a reason for it, but I'm like different things have spoken to me in different ways throughout my life. Just be, if I've revisited them down the road. You know oh, I mean? yeah. And uh, and you'll take something new out of it each time. I mean, one of my like if I really enjoy a movie or it's one of my favorite movies, I'm definitely watching that thing many a times. Yeah. You know what I mean? Cause it's like. You're always gonna get enjoyment out of it, at the very least. Like I guess people don't, especially if it's like a long movie. You know, if it's mm-hmm. two and a half, three hours, people are like, why would I waste another two and a half, three hours of my life watching some shit I already watch? But it's like, dude, I enjoyed the fuck out of those two and a half, three hours. I know, and, and even <laughs> so. if it's for enjoyment or if it spoke to you somehow. Or you feel like you need to watch at a certain point in your yeah. life. Or, like or to show somebody it. it. Somebody oh, yeah. you're like, you're like that's, a big, that's a big one. Yeah, or just be like, they would really like this. And that's just part of, you know what I'm saying? If you're, if you're thinking that, it's like, you're like, oh man, this person's interest might be similar. Or like, this is right up their alley the same way. This would be fun to kind of show them. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Because it's always fun to see others reactions and everything too. it's also fun to take that chance sometimes i've done yeah. that with my girlfriend with my parents where you're like they might not dig this but yeah. they might you yeah. know you know you never know oh yeah <laughs> what it's fun too because it's like if you show somebody something and that ends up becoming like one of their favorite movies or something they're like oh man i'm so glad i i saw this or i yeah. watched this or if you can get somebody into something, mm-hmm. like a show or something, where you're like, they start talking about it with you, and then you're like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm glad I got you to watch this. You know what I mean? Now, oh, yeah. I got, now we can talk about this shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was kind of how we were with The Walking Dead. Yeah. I was so, like, by the time I was, like, invested in wanting to watch The Walking Dead, I was like, dude, there ain't no way I'm catching up with this shit. Yeah. And we did, in, like, three months. We did it. We did it pretty quick, really. I think less than a month we got caught up. In less than a month. It, uh, That's wasn't. horrible. Yeah, it was, That's, no. Hey, it was during sad. the early days of the pandemic. That is true. We had it, some time. it was in the grand scheme. It was like within. It was like a couple months into knowing that we were going to be not like not fucking shit was open. Got the chicken restaurant down the street. No, not not the fucking pie eatery across the neighborhood. You do, yeah, you couldn't go. The thing that was open was like the fucking <laughs> gas station. That was like yeah. it. Yeah. And they're I like, mean, well, you can come into Walmart if, uh, yeah. if you're vaccinated. Or uh, maybe you have a mask. You gotta have a if mask you have 12 on, masks on. Yeah, that was a lot of shit for a minute. Then everything was sold the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Jesus, man. Um, it was nice though to kick back and get to watch. It was a great time to be able to do that, anyways. And we watched that, and then we watched something that I hadn't watched. We watched the first three seasons of Stranger Things, yeah. and then we pivoted from Stranger Things to Breaking Bad, which was we watched that for sure. That in probably less than a month, probably like three ish weeks or so. Which uh, I still do. You need to watch the X Files at some point. Oh, I don't. You would. You'd probably like it. It's Vince Gilligan. Yeah. Oh, he's but one of the best writers of all time. 
it's like one of those kinds of shows where it's like a lot of individual one-off stories, but there's a continuing storyline as well. But I mean, it was like one of those earlies, like in the 90s, early 2000s, where it was like the first kind of style of show, you know what I mean? Where it was like the continuing characters and kind of a continuing yeah. storyline, and it was like hour long. But I mean, it's neat, but it's like cop drama slash supernatural sci-fi. But Vince Gilligan, he, he knows how to write shows, you know. Oh, yeah. It's just, that's just what it boils down to. <laughs> yeah, it's what he does. <laughs> Breaking Bad, he didn't miss. I've, I've thrown... Oh, yeah, no, it didn't. I've, I've seen um, ideas thrown around for, like, a Gus Spring prequel or, or whatever yeah. up to that. But he even said, like, he's he's for sure committed right now for it to be... And I think it would serve it well if it... If it was over where it is, you know what I mean? Yeah, if they uh, because it, I mean the universe. Saul had six seasons, you know. <coughs> yeah, it wasn't like that was a particularly like uh, short show or anything. And they had El Camino. Yeah. So I mean, uh, they the got Breaking a Bad the universe, which uh, they could add more if they wanted. Like they could easily give like Gus his own story and. As long as Giancarlo Esposito's around, yeah. Yeah. He'd have to be the one. Yeah. Well, he, if anybody else did it, it would immediately be a shit show. <laughs> it would be like, for sure. No way I'd watch it. Vince <laughs> Gilligan wouldn't do that. He would rather not make it. Yeah. And see that, I like that. It's got an honor. And you saw, uh, yeah, I mean, that's... As an artist or as a director or writer or something, like, especially if you have a mapped out character and somebody has yeah. already nailed that character, it's like, I'm not going to pivot from this person just so I can make this project. If they can do it, no way. Then let's do it. Do that. You saw the things about the uh, people saying that they think of that 50 show would be cool. I think that's. Not that it, I actually haven't answered about that in general. I think I think you maybe sent me a link or uh, maybe Ethan did. I think Ethan did. Um, Dagasol in it, and I just and I know it's just speculation slash rumor or um, you know what if this could work kind of thing. But that's a little bit of a leap just from after one season of that. I don't think <clears throat> I don't think they need to make it a point to be like, oh, let's go back and do this now. Because you wouldn't also be able to cast any of the original no. cast because it would be a young. I don't kid. think it. Pro- that's kind of my beef <coughs> with it. Is is I think they're like it proves a fifty showed work. It's like who's clamoring? Not that they couldn't make one necessarily, but who's clamoring for a fifty show? Because you know I mean, mean, they tried to make it that eighty show, and it had none of the original cast of that seventy show, and it yeah. fucking flopped. Yeah. So I feel like the appeal. To that 90 show, what got the eyes on it was the fact that they knew they were going to see Red and Kitty and Eric yeah. and Donna. And... and don't get me wrong. I mean, their backs are up against the wall in terms of... It's not as if I think the show is around in any way, shape, or form to top the original show. Because I, I don't even think that's possible anyway. It just isn't. Like, that was too big of a, of a part no. of my childhood. Too big of a part of my sitcom, like, watching that's history... Easily... I was trying to map it out the other day. Easily got a spot in my top ten TV shows of all time. Top ten? It's for sure in my top five. Maybe top three. Yeah, I, it would be hard for me to try to rank 
It's hard to list. It's hard, I think, for a It's yeah. To me, it's shows are so different. Whereas movies, I mean, their subject matter is much different. But I feel like a movie is at least no like you know it's going to be an hour fifteen, an hour thirty, an hour forty five, two hours, you know, plus. Most movies nowadays are at the like at the lower half an hour and a half. It seems like, and then they go up to like they're. Movies are getting long. Yeah. I'll be honest. Oh, they are. <laughs> Everybody's got a budget and they can afford it. And People are releasing like fucking three hour movies on the rake now. But I mean, it is kind of like the story progresses quicker regardless in a movie. Because yeah. they got whatever they got, you know. Whereas in a show, you can have a straight-up filler episodes sometimes, where shit doesn't progress the story at all, and it just takes place with, like, one character fucking going through a situation or something. It's kind of strange how we're like that, isn't it? The fact that they're like, oh, a movie, oh, two hours, ha! Ah. But then it's yeah. like, uh, you're going to watch some 45-minute episodes of uh, Stranger <laughs> Things or Breaking Bad or something else. They're like, yeah, I could sit through, and then they sit through like seven hours yeah. worth of it. They want they binge it like six, seven, eight hours, and it's like it's that's like... multiple movies. <coughs> oh, I, it's like you can pause it and get up for a second. Just feels like more of a commitment, yeah, to come into a movie. And I get that because as the days fucking come and go, it literally feels like sometimes it's harder to sit there and not want to fall asleep. Oh, yeah. if you get too comfortable. Oh yeah, you know. Now, I don't know if everybody else was at that point a long time ago. Some people are probably like, what the fuck are you talking about? But everybody in between, I get you. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, you'll get there. It, uh, if you haven't got there, It you'll didn't get really there. hit me until, like, fucking recent times, probably. Until, well, like, within yeah. the past six months to a year, maybe. I don't know. And if but, you have got there, I feel your pain. But also, no. I've been a lot busier the last six months to yeah. a year. Oh, yeah. Plus... For, yeah, for Same both of us. Here. So, it makes more sense that it's like you don't have the fucking, you know, you don't have the energy to just, by the time you settle down and relax, like, because that's the thing. It's like, it's not just like whenever you get home from work or or what have you, that you immediately are just ready to just chill mode. Oh, man. Like, maybe some people it's a relief just to get home, but for me, like, you got to do certain <coughs> things or maybe run a couple errands before you even get home. You know, feed the pet, clean up, do whatever. You gotta sort of decompress. Yeah, shower, eat lunch, do all yeah. this shit. It's like, but you gotta, you gotta sort of decompress before you can relax. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. Like you gotta let it, like let all that energy out, so that your whole evening almost feels like it has to roll around before I actually am able to like plop on the couch and feel like I'm like okay, I'm fine with giving this day up to the fucking relaxing now. You yeah. Know? Like, because if I do it too early in the afternoon, like sometimes I feel good about it, where I'm like, "Oh hell yeah, I get to fucking chill out and watch whatever, read whatever. I got hours." But like some days, I'm just like, "Dude, you're a piece of shit." Like you could be cleaning up this whole fucking house, you could be getting your grocery shopping done, you could be running it. Like, there's just always something that could be done as an adult. Oh yeah. So it's like, like a better use. It feels almost a lot of time that you have. It, yeah, it, it almost just always feels like, ah, oh, man, 
do I really should I do I really have the time to just sit here and chill for a couple hours, or should I be doing some shit? You know. <laughs> yeah, I get it. And That's I never a- got that as a kid. Like when you I you see your parents or adults like. Just always like, I don't got time to do this right now. Like, I can't play right now. I can't do, I gotta, you're like, bro, you've been doing shit all fucking day. Like, take a break, man. Oh, yeah. But then when you get older, you're like, you're on the other side of it, you know? It's like, there's not enough time in the day ever. Really? Because you do, like, I need that time in the evening regardless of if I have things on my plate or not. I need at least an hour where I feel like I'm kind of just able to, like, okay, like, I'm not doing shit. The day's done. <laughs> I can fucking let my mind rest yeah. for a little bit before bed, you know? Before bed and you gotta get up and fucking <laughs> do it all again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> It's hard on, like, podcast nights or stuff like that because we run late and shit, but it's, like, I still try to do it within the day if it's before Mm -hmm. the podcast or something. Like, just, if I go too long where it just seems like it's, like, boom, 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 it's, like, I'm fucking going crazy. I'm getting, I'm snapping, I'm getting pissy with people. It's, (laughs) like, I can't, you just, oh, yeah, you can't do too much for too long without it just grinding your fucking soul down. We were you know? talking about that uh I we were talking about that last episode I think and I was also talking about it with like people at work is just um it's just kind of going and going and not necessarily the grind conversation that we had because we all kind of kind of saw each other's point especially on that um but like with just sort of getting burnt out like you're you know not just like spinning your wheels but fucking doing it hard, everything to the max, but it's just like, sometimes I, I, I don't know the difference between that and just, you know what I mean? Like giving it my best or giving it all I can. Cause I'm like, if I'm going to give it all I can, then I'm probably going to get burnt out because I don't know <coughs> if I'm going to put my fucking foot to the ground and I'm going to make this happen. Like, I don't know how to get it done unless I give it everything I fucking got. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because to me, sometimes, like, when you're in life, um, you know, you can call it an ADHD excuse or say this or lack of focus or whatever, but it's like sometimes I'm used to, and this is just the God's honest truth, but sometimes I'm used to just procrastinating, being behind on this and that, like, more than a lot of the people, you know, throughout life, like, around my age or at my age, in, like, maybe certain things I was ahead in, too, or academics in certain ways or whatever, too, but... Certain things I'm just like, well, it takes me and like I gotta ask fucking ten more questions than most of these people. I'm like, I get, it's just you gotta fucking level your mind to the, you gotta ground yourself enough, you know. But it's like normally I know myself well enough to where, like once I get it figured out, I can fucking master something and figure out how to do it better than almost anybody the fuck else. At least in my close inner circle of not even just friends, but like of people that I know. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel. You know, and that's the part where you're like, wow, I shouldn't just, you know, maybe I can make, maybe I can make something out of this or maybe I can. Oh yeah, if you can really commit yourself to something and give it the time and effort, it's like, 
you can get pretty good at almost anything. That's why know? when you set your fucking your mind on something like yeah, a goal, you know, like the law of attraction and everything, like whenever you fucking you know you see something, well, like the, there's the law of assumption, the law of attraction. We'll probably get back to these down the road on this podcast, even to some degree. Um, which is you're just assuming the right things are going to come to you, just kind of like letting it play itself out, I think. But I, I'm trying to think. I, I might be poorly fucking saying this, but like the law of attraction, whereas like you're setting your mind to certain things and like no matter what, like kind of like the short-term, long-term goal, like as long as it's there and you find, you don't know how you're going to get there, but as long as you make it a solid effort to get there, mm-hmm. The rest sometimes kind of just fills itself in, and you're like those those achievements, those goals, those things are gonna come to you because you're actually that's that's the difference right there because it could be something that you're maybe supposed to have. I don't know if you know you believe in fate or people sometimes like with certain things. I think we can also create our own fate, and I think that that's where the effort comes in, like because you have to make a choice make a decision somewhere along the line like that that's what you're going to actually get after because sitting there and, and doing the same kind of thing over and over and over like you're not going we've had friends and we've had people that complain about oh, I don't know why nothing works out blah 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 blah, blah. Yeah. it's like <clears throat> you have to do something that's going to change expect anything to fall on your lap really yeah. it's going to change your situation like yeah stuff like that happens but sometimes People don't even realize it. They're, once they put that effort in to change themselves in their lives, and then all of a sudden they get a, a fucking job offer, something they could they did have no idea how that even sprung into their lap. Yeah. They're like, or did it? Or did you actually fucking put some effort into your life, got connected, met people? You know what I mean? You never know what can sprout from from a sincere effort, Yeah. for lack of better words. And it doesn't even mean, and I've talked about this with, like, coworkers and stuff, too, and, and it doesn't even mean that you are, like, just ground to the bone and just, you're just shrunken to, because that's the problems people have, too, is, like, by the time you actually achieve that thing, if you're just shrunken to nothing, like, you just, it just took everything out of you, then it's just, like, well, fuck, like, it was all, like, all for that hard work, but, like, what do you have left? Like, you gotta have a little bit of yourself left at the end of the day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Every day. But you can't... But, I mean, if that's, what you, if that's what it takes to achieve what you want, like, you have to fucking... You have to figure out how to do that. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, I think that law, in a lot of ways, it makes sense because you're... If that's where your focus is... If that's your, if that's, you know, what your number one sort of thing that you're doing is, like, that's, you're going to build the pieces to fucking put that on a plateau. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. You're going to make sure that that dream or that goal is supported no matter fucking what. And that, I think, and people, people think these things are just coincidences sometimes when in reality we can change our fucking outcome. And, and like I was saying before, like, not speaking for you or Ethan on the last episode either, but I was like... To some degree, no matter our, like, necessarily uh, social or political points of view, because they're all similar in certain ways, and they're all different in certain ways. Like, everyone on fucking Earth, I'm sure, are. Mm. And should be. Let's be frank. Um, 
But we're all, to an extent, we want to see humanity progress and things move in a, in a good direction, regardless of what that means. As long as it's good, not we what we think is good, and it turns out it's detrimental to the fucking downfall of our society. Which might happen. Um, but for the most part, we believe in a better tomorrow. That's why we wake up. That's why we, you know, if we ever want kids, that's why we want to bring them into a life that's better not i mean i'm not jumping the gun and saying you know i'm just saying but if if we do we want to bring them into a better place than fucking what our parents and we've experienced so far you know what i mean yeah so it's like you always got to be conscious about that it's like if we don't think we can change that or it's all up to fate and and however it's going to play out it's going to play out then what's the point of of waking up and trying to make a better tomorrow like if we have if we have no effect on it you know what i mean i think i have effect yeah, on my life, you know. Well, yeah. The overall life around me, not so much. But I think everybody, if everybody thinks together like they can't, then they won't. But if everybody, you know, that's the tricky thing, is because yeah. getting everybody on the same page. It's the kind of the thing <laughs> of two, like... Not easy. Only control what you can control, you know what I mean? Because... Yeah. If you do focus on the bad, and there's a lot of it, then you're never going to accomplish what you can control, which is your shit, you know what I mean? Because there's a lot of things to sulk on and be worried about and shit around you. Oh, yeah. But... Well, and you can stay in that... If you go... If you just kind of not like... Not like a selfish view, but if you kind of just have a tunnel vision of you and the people around you and you care about, kind of like, that's your life, and that's what you can control, then you can control that, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're not going to fix fucking, you're not, not going to Sunberg, man, you're not, <laughs> she's out there trying to fix the fucking world, it's that's, like, that's not going to happen. It, it, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> I appreciate the effort, but bro, one person can't do this shit. Like, <laughs> control what you can control. Who said that? I feel like that was a quote from someone. I don't know. The late, great fucking Mahatma Gandhi. No, probably, probably not. Yeah, he said that, you know, he said more. I feel like he said more. It was more kind of like protest. Yes. Yeah. Like shit a little bit, but I mean no, that it makes sense, and you know, and I think even to to build upon that, you know, and I'm sure we've all tried at different times or another, but it's like it's it's fucking. I shouldn't say it's impossible. I guess I mean people try to do it all the time. That's why fucking marriages and relationships and all kinds of different things fail, but. You know, you should, like, you should always, like, I always say kind of how there's there's path, there's path carvers, there's, like, go with the flow people, but to a certain extent, you have to let things flow. Not that you should just go with the flow and, oh, whatever happens, I guess I'll sit my dumb ass here and not do anything about it, kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, like, you have to make a choice, you have to make a decision, you have to see how that, you know, plays out, and sometimes we're trying to fit a fucking square peg into a round hole or a round hole into a square, you know, and it's just, yeah. it's just never going to work. And we've all fucking done it to some extent through some avenue or another of our lives. Like I'm guilty of it. 
And you just, and the problem is you just don't see it through some fault or another. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. And most of the time, it's because emotions get in the way and you you refuse to see it any other way than the way yeah. you're like, there's no, I don't see the other part. You have parties. a certain vision of the way that you yeah. want it to go or you're, oh, yeah. the way you expect things to be and if that's not the reality of things, then yeah, it's going to take a minute to like oh yeah, fully... Because you know it, but you don't want to know it, you know? So you're just like, ah. Yeah. And, it, like, uh, like many a situation, it's like if all the signs are there, you can't deny it after a while with shit. Like, <clears throat> like I think, you know, I gave up the hopes that I was going to be a professional baseball player when I was, like, fucking 12. It just wasn't going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was good in the fucking backyard. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't good enough to be I was MLB. good. <laughs> yeah, that's ooh, that's a tall task. <laughs> the MLB. Now maybe if I fucking gave my all to that shit, whenever I was like five on, who yeah. knows? Got all <laughs> got all the lessons possible. Oh yeah. We were both left-handed. We could have did some damage in baseball. I know. You were a little bit closer <laughs> to that first fucking base, too. <laughs> a little closer. And if you're a pitcher, you got your eyes on the dude on first base at all fucking times. You don't got to turn around. You're looking at him. Yeah. Left-handers, they want left-handers for pitchers, man. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I think that. I'm like, why the fuck weren't you a pitcher? <laughs> Life could have been dope. Yeah. Well, it can for 750 people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably less than that. Let's be real. I mean, well, well, league minimum was like 500 grand. So, I mean, yeah. They're still doing right. <laughs> but, I mean, if I'm on the team. <laughs> I kind of want to play every now and then, you know? Like, some uh, guys, yeah. they bring them in for, like, fucking one out every reliever game. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I mean, that's cool, but yeah. you also sometimes get thrown in shit situations. It's oh, like, yeah. oh, bases are loaded, no yeah, outs. Yeah. <laughs> get in there. Bring them in. <laughs> and they're like... <laughs> and then you get put into one out, you get smashed a homer off of. And like, you piece of shit. Like, he's... Fuck up! You can't put in once for the first Just time in one forever. pitch. You give up a grand slam. <laughs> They're like, what? It's you like, were supposed to be the band aid. Yeah, it's what like, the fuck are you doing? It's like you put me into a fucking my MLB debut. I came in with bases loaded, no outs. Yeah, that's, that's fucked. Relief pitchers, man, they get screwed over. Do I remember growing up and everybody shit on Jason Isringhausen? Like this motherfucker. They're still making millions though, and it's like you're not even being asked that demanded, like that you, demanding like, of a yeah. fucking outing. Starting pitchers, I mean, I even think being that, a closer would be cool, but it, like it it sounds cool, but it also sounds that's why they get fucking it to scary. The most seasoned. Pro, like yeah. a, a vet, like a real vet. I mean, somebody that... Then all closers are not made equal and not equal playing, no. but like 
somebody like Marina or Mariana Rivera fucking obviously was well called upon to fucking close the games out. Yeah, you know and what I mean. You got guys, Bradley, young guys, got fucking smashed that homer off mm. of the pools and he just crumbled his own life. That was his career. <laughs> His career went out of the ballpark with that ball. <laughs> Just <laughs> smashed it out of the fucking, like, to the moon. But, like, then you got guys like Araldus Chapman and Jason Mott and shit like that where they're kind of young. But they can throw like 104 miles an hour and they're like, <laughs> just bring them in. But it was stupid just because throw heat. they're like, fuck it, let's just make Araldus a starter. You know he's not going to be able to do that every pitch. Or that many innings. It's like, the, no, like it, he worked as a closer because he could throw that for yeah. 30 pitches. That's monstrous. Yeah. Dude, if somebody comes out the gate and throws 104, like these these these, <laughs> these say batters are touching them. Yeah, that's, or, <laughs> that's the problem with throwing that quick is most of the time they're not fucking going to touch that ball. But if they do... They'll smash the shit out of it because it's moving if it's so fa- quick. Yeah, if it's a fastball. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So that with Jason Mott's ass. I loved him, but then he had games where it was like... Eric Gagne, remember him? With the goggles? Yeah, the, oh, yeah. 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 It was like, I remember Corey, I think, was playing like a game of uh, the show way back when. And... Um, he was either tied or down by one run, maybe two runs. Like his, he had his luck cut out for him, either way. And it was just you know computer game, obviously. So he was playing them, and he's just like, all right. He's like, I got one last chance. You know, three more outs, obviously baseball. And uh, and like I get, who is he on the Dodgers? Either way, they're like, oh, stretching now. And Corey was <laughs> Eric Gagne. It was like after he set like the saving record for the league history, like seventy or sixty something saves in one year, and they had him stretching coming out. It's like, oh no, <laughs> that shit was fun though. I I loved like th- doing those games and like doing the drafts and like draft your own team. Yeah. Although they screwed it up because they had one season mode where you could do. Like, play all 29 teams, which meant if me and him both drafted and, and did teams, we could play each other once, plus play everybody else, and then have the full playoffs. And, like, that's a long enough season and kind of a short enough season to want to play the whole thing to do the playoffs. But if you got to sit there and play 162 oh, yeah. games, but 30 game, or 29 games, that's not that bad. You sit there for a little bit, you know, however long it takes you to get through it, but then it's like once you, you know, the playoffs, it's like, it's fucking on. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. They need to bring the season modes back on MLB The Show. Like, what the (laughs) fuck are they doing? You know? Making some some dickery And then bring some goddamn accessible ways to watch fucking hockey and baseball back. Yeah, that's true. Because I'm trying to be a fan of the shit. It was a big part of my childhood. I loved this shit. Now I can't watch it even if I fucking want to. Yeah. Can't even keep up with the leagues anymore besides what I read. I'll occasionally see a game. Like, I saw a hockey game last Saturday. I was like, holy fuck. There's a hockey game on TV? It is because of whatever... um, I think I saw somebody say on your post, though, about like how they black out the certain areas so they can maintain a a rating on the local channel or whatever, whatever channel it's on. Which is unfortunate because, like, even if you paid for a service that that you could get access to all these other games, 
you're not going to be able to see your own home team's game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or the closest one to your time zone, <clears throat> I guess. Well, I guess there's many within time zones. It, yeah, that's so you know stupid. I mean. It's like, that. that's the thing they kind of tried to do with hockey this year. And it's fucking, from everything I've read, it's an atrocity. Where they're, they're like, NHL power play. On, it's like a thing on ESPN Plus where you're supposed to be able to stream a bunch of hockey games because they're not on TV as much anymore. Mm-hmm. But in like real small print, it says local blackouts apply. And then everybody in the comments is like, since getting this shit, I have yet to see one game. <laughs> like, it's like, you need to do something better than this. <laughs> okay, I got it. You got to... Move away from your city <laughs> so that you can watch them at price. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if you're That's not going to have gotta do. <laughs> any of the local team, like, it's cool if being just a fan of, like, football, baseball, hockey, stuff like that, it's like, it's neat to watch any of the games. Mm-hmm. You're, you're happy to see any of the professional game. You're like, oh, fuck, yeah, I finally get to watch a game. But it is nice to watch your home fucking team. Yeah. They should at least, like, if they're not going to put them on the damn streaming services and stuff, they should just put them on local TV. Then. Don't they only do that, like, on once a week or on Sundays with the Cardinals or somebody? Like They did something like that with the Cardinals. The Blues, they don't do that with it at all. It's like, that's all their games are going to that Bali Sports bullshit. Which nobody fucking has. No. So nobody sees the shit. <laughs> Nobody even knows what that means. Bali Sports Midwest, man. Bali? Yeah, it's like B A L L Y. It's like it, it's their own channel that somehow bought the rights to fucking all these local games. Huh. I don't really. I, haven't the Blues been getting just pissed on so far this season? They're turning know. around a little bit. Are they? No. I mean, we traded Tarasenko away and shit, though, so that could be, that could hurt the soul. Yeah. He was probably our best goal scorer, so. Yeah, that doesn't feel, yeah, it's not too good. But, I mean, I think we're kind of banking on the future a little bit at this point, because I think we got the draft picks, and we picked up some players, and, I mean, this doesn't feel like our season, if that's what you're asking, is I don't think we're going to end up in the Stanley Cup or anything, but we may squeak into the playoffs because half the league pretty much gets in the playoffs. Yeah, it's too absurd. I think I've dissed on that before on here. It's hockey and basketball are the worst for that. Oh, yeah. Everybody everybody gets in. (laughs) Not everybody, but half the league pretty much. It's like the bottom half is left out. Yeah, I think it should be the elite, man. That's what I think. <clears throat> Baseball and football do it a little more like that, where it's like, I like you gotta that. you gotta fight to get in there, kind of. I like that. And those are the best. Those are those are some of the funnest ones, man. Um, do you want to do any good, the bad, and the shits before we? I mean, we could we could we kick could week one in there. Let's let's throw one around the can. How about? Um, do you mean a start or do you want to? I don't matter either way. If you got one, you can go. Okay. Well, I'll hit you with this then first. How about pro wrestling factions, which means stable, which means 
at least three or more people to make it obviously a stable, not just a tag team, just to be clear. And for anybody listening, you know? I mean, I I feel like they're pretty uh, highly thought about. I don't think they've been done right necessarily in a while. I mean, you got the bloodline and stuff now. They're kind of cool. And AEW's got some cool ones. But, like, there was iconic-ass factions, you know, back in the day. Mm -hmm. Like, DX and WO and... Even the evolution, the Freebirds, Four Horsemen, and yeah. I mean, yeah, they they kind of cemented wrestling really in a lot of ways. Like a lot of factions are some of the biggest historical pieces of wrestling. Oh yeah, I think that in order for it to be done right too, I think it's more than just about grouping people together. I think it's also the more the older I get too, and the more I realize how it's played out. I guess I've realized it for a while, but the fact that one of the purposes, unless you're bringing them in together and they're supposed to be this brand new thing, like, you know what I mean, or maybe all the guys are around the same age, whatever, but if you're kind of creating one out of what you have, let's say, mm-hmm. um, but this is open to all factions in general, but I was going to say, if, you, if you're creating one out of what you have on your roster and who you have, then I think in order to make it work right, you know, you probably would do well to put a veteran or two in there mixed with most young guys or at least an even amount of younger guys to learn from those older guys so that they can help get them over. Yeah. Those are the best factions that <clears throat> they can, you know, like I said, if they it's don't take like you. It's kind of like a good mixture, yeah. Yeah, where it's, you know, where it's, you get that veteranship mixed with the young talent. Vets with prospects, yeah. And the thing is, as you... That's why evolution Yeah, so great. And the purpose of doing that I mean, it was also to bring Flair's name back into relevancy because he felt like a shell of himself at times yeah. and whatnot coming back into, you know, late WCW in whenever he first came into WWE. As he liked to say, Eric Bischoff, one guy that fucked up his whole life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> got him fucked, yeah. Um, I think, you know, I think, like, the right ones elevate new stars like that. And the thing is, at the end of the day, the sole purpose of Evolution was... Very much to get over and establish Randy Orton and Batista. Yeah, you know what I mean. Because Triple H was the man. He was he was the guy at the time, heel mm-hmm. champion for most of the pretty much all those years. But he was the guy, and Flair was obviously on his last legs of his career, really. Um, and he had had his best matches mostly before then. So. It's kind of amazing they kept around, you know, for so long though. Like he was up there and everything, and he was, he was still getting a premier spotlight and everything. As a um, pretty old dude to be in there doing that shit. For sure, <laughs> for sure. And I mean, but that worked to perfection. Like NWO, the problem with some of the NWO stuff was that it got so large, and all the main event talent in WCW did not want to share the limelight with the young talent. You know what I mean? Because mm. a lot of them that Vince said was too old, oh, we're going to go younger. So they went with guys like, you know, a young fucking stunning slash ringmaster Steve Austin. And <laughs> Michaels was still pretty young. And fucking Rocky was 
Iraq was Rocky Maivia, and you know all these guys were just—they were so young still. Yeah. And Foley, you know, you could tell all these guys like that they were building had something. You didn't quite know what it took ninety six, ninety seven, oh, yeah. into ninety eight before like you really were like, wow, we fucking got something here, and then like rode those coattails for the for the following several years in the Attitude Era and uh, the ruthless aggression era. <laughs> I mean, Taker saw it all, and he just adapted to the to the era, you know, and became a more, you know, cutting edge um, Undertaker. But within within that era, he didn't even get lost in the spotlight. He had some of the most meaningful storylines, especially the one with Kane, was oh, was yeah. maybe the most creative storyline ever done in the history of wrestling. So, like, probably his arguably his biggest storyline of his career, really. Because mm-hmm. it also affected a lot of storylines to come between yeah. him and Kane. And the fact for Kane's existence and all the careers that he affected mm-hmm. uh, after after being part of that. Um, but anyway, yeah, back to the factions. I think a good one that's put together is utilized to get over stars. And at the same time, it'll elevate the vet's that you're like, oh man, he's still out there, and like he's relevant because he's got all this new talent that's learning from him right there. So it like keeps him involved or her or whoever. Um, it keeps them involved and it makes the young talent relevant. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in doing so, like we've seen many times before, when the right opportunity comes and you do get them over, then the stable can combust and you can have the match between the vet and the young guy or the, you know what I mean? So it's like you not only have all that mileage out of making them a star, but then you have a feud to follow it up or multiple feuds sometimes uh, with members of the faction or with the the leader and the other, you know, the young guy. Yeah, it's always neat to do. Yeah, because it does lead to more. There's always a fallout Mm -hmm. typically. So it's like if you have a good group put together, it can last several years and do benefits for everybody. And it's just an iconic thing later because it's like it that's was, always on that person's career resume. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like oh, they were part of this legendary and it, faction, and it captures a time <clears throat> in their career. Yeah. Like that's you know, and maybe they do rejoin one day, but it's typically they have their run, you know, and it's done and it serves its purpose. You know, yeah. One group that I was uh, that I always thought I was like, man, it would have been cool if it had went on longer was like the Ministry of Darkness with Kane, Undertaker, Paul Bear, the APA, the Brood, Gangrel Edge, Christian, Viscera, Midian. Um, there was probably some other people exchanged. And then some of the people that went from the ministry went into the corporation, and then it became the corporate ministry, which was fucking way lamer. Yeah. Um, it was cool whenever the, cor- the, the corporation were just the cocks, like it was the cocksucker Young Rock with yeah. Jane and Vince, and they were just like, <laughs> the show, and you're just like, get these motherfuckers out of here. But the ministry was just dark as shit. Like, they had this emo goth fucking... Oh, yeah, they were cool. It was... They were. They almost seemed like like a satanic cult. Yeah. And of. Taker was just... It was, it was awesome, because he was just... Obviously, he'd be the leader. Yeah. Um... And it just it was it was it was cool. That was yeah, fun like time. a like a new metal vibe about him almost. It was like oh fuck, like these guys are mm-hmm. these are some dark bastards. When it's just like who are they gonna send out? It's like oh fuck, Paul Baron Taker, like the APA, you know the like the Brood, and they fit so well into that. I oh, thought yeah. the Brood even taken 
outside of that, I mean, the brood was a stable outside of the ministry, obviously, mm. but they worked excellent within that. But the brood in general was one of the coolest entrances. Oh, so yeah. much talent, like in Christian and Edge. Um, oh, that like weird heavy breathing shit at the beginning. And, and Gangrel, like, and even if Gangrel wasn't didn't become the star that they did, he was at the time, you know, more of a veteran, mm-hmm. and he played a centerpiece. And and honestly, and they'll even say that they're like, he helped us out so much. Like, there's no. You know what I'm saying? He played his role like that he was supposed to, and like he really helped, you know, get them over and everything too. It's like, all right, boys, go have a better career than I ever. Yeah, had. and they're like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go do porn. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, but he still wrestles the indies even <clears throat> sometimes now. Yeah. Um. But I always. Th- but the thing is, he was an AEW. He the way he looked ago. and the way his character was. He's the one that really gave legitimacy to the brood thing, though, because he looked like a fucking vampire. Oh yeah, he looked. And yeah, so he it's looked like great. he had the slicked back hair and the fangs, oh, yeah. and he's spitting blood and shit. Oh yeah, and so like even if Christian Edge came out with these trench coats, you're like, oh my god, like these guys. It's such a badass. And he, like, he had that like. It, it also helped that white shirt that mm-hmm. it looked like it was like. From the fucking 1700s or some shit. And it was like ripped and he, it was, it was like, he, he would split the blood. Fluffed at the like arms and yeah. shit. He would uh, spit the blood mm-hmm. and he would have it just all over his shirt and everything. Mm-hmm. David Heath had the effect. Scandrell. Yeah. Uh, but no, he played a major role and Edge and Christian would even say that early on um, in their careers. Yeah, so. I'd say factions overall are probably fair. Because I mean, I, I think they get the respect within... Wrestling culture, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like, le- if you're a legendary faction, like you're, Vince you'll live days, on forever. These days, though, <clears throat> Vince doesn't, and it's been known, like he doesn't really like them the way he used to no. have them. He splits There's them what, up. Two of them splits them up all the time. Doesn't even allow them to get over. The like bloodline like is the, the last business one that got over. Would have been while. cool if they had run. With yeah. That. Oh yeah. Um, in that edges, been, it would have been cool version of whatever that faction was going to be would have been dope. Ju- the Judgment Day. And I mean, they are still cool. Judgment Day. I think what it's Finn. It was. I don't Finn. feel like it was long enough before he got kicked. No, out. it wasn't at all. No, it was Finn, Damian Priest, Rhea Ripley, and, and Dominic. Now I didn't think that Finn joined until they kicked Edge out, though. I don't think they did. No, I think he took over as the leader. Yeah, he might have been in there for a couple weeks with Edge until they overthrew him. They might have needed him to overthrow Edge. Yeah. That's the thing. Because you got Priest and <clears throat> Dominic ain't going to do shit. No. Edge is going to kill him. I think Rhea probably stands a better chance of overthrowing yeah. him than Priest oh, and yeah. Dominic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, definitely Dominic. But Priest, I mean, Priest isn't bad. He made sense in that group, I thought. Now they're just tormenting Ray. I yeah. feel like that's like everything I ever see him doing now Poor is they're guy. just like tormenting Ray's life. It's going to be Edge versus... I'm seeing rumors, and this is actually pretty exciting... Um, of Edge versus Finn in a Hell in a Cell match at Mania. I could see that. That would be cool. I could also see that being nearing the end of Edge's run. Because... But that would be only the second Hell in a Cell match Edge has even had... Or no, only the third he's ever had, because didn't he have one with, like, uh, Taker? Yeah. And, and then SummerSlam 08. And then he had one with like Orton, right? When in this run, 
Yeah. The one, the only one that he had in his original run was the one with, uh, was the one with Taker. Yeah. That that was the show where he got choke thro- choke slam through the ring, and then the fire came up through the ring and shit. Yeah. I think that would be a really cool. Plus, I want to see Hell in a Cell's on more than just the Hell in a Cell pay per view. Yeah, Mania is a really cool place to do it. Um, now I kind of wish they would do right, like do away with the red cage. Be cool too if the, this Mania, if they like made it a little more hardcore. They had like a ladder match for the tag team belts again. That'd be fucking sick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. I was a big fan of when the Money in the Bank started off this show. I'm not saying, like, I'm not trashing the Money in the Bank pay-per-view, but nor is what, is what that's, you know, this isn't about anyway. But I uh, I think it just always, you know, it's important to open the show with excitement, with something to give everybody, like, oh, my God. You know, and also, if you kill it, people right from the start are going to be like, holy shit, like, I don't oh, know yeah. what's going to top that. And I mean, typically, though, when Money in the Bank did start the show, it wasn't always, but I feel like the couple of matches after it didn't top it no. a lot of the time. The only time that I was just like, this could top it, was whenever they did it, and then also on the same card, Jeff and Matt Hardy were in an Extreme Rules match against each other. Because oh, I was yeah, like, I you know, I'm like, there's no way. I'm like, they're brothers, they know each other inside and out. I'm like, there's no way they're not going to try to top, like, raise the bar. You know, it was at a time when they were still young enough to take some major bumps. Like, what, like 08, 09, something 09, like that? 09, yeah. And it was, you know, it was still early enough for them to both have taken some major bumps. Yeah. Uh, and for it to be fine. So That was the storyline where Matt was a real dickhead. Yeah. I don't know if it did top the Money in the Bank, though, to be honest. I think it would have if Jeff would have won, you know? That's what I think. Yeah, that was the show where Jeff somehow lost that, that match after nonsense. getting tormented by Matt for months. Yeah. It was like, I fully did not expect Somebody really didn't want Jeff to win at WrestleMania. Yeah. Because even when... <laughs> he's always losing at Mania. Because even when they won the belts and he broke that streak, like, Matt was the one to grab him. I mean, Jeff always had some really cool moments at Mania, but, you know... He'd just fuck himself over every time he's in a money he would, bag. He would, like, take somebody out of the equation, but he, like, it's it, like, eliminates only him, too. It's like, it's like, dude, not Matt's without half his team. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no, overall, I, if I had to say, I would say Factions probably get a fair ranking. I, I Anybody that's a wrestling fan, I feel like, gives due to Factions. Everybody has... Their favorite yeah. factions. Or, and we probably all have some. I mean, everybody knows. Like, even if you're not a wrestling fan, pretty much everybody knows the Four Horsemen, NWO, DX. Yeah. You know? And those are very prominent factions that got over in pop culture. Like, NWO and DX, that time was sick. Yeah. <laughs> that was big time. Um... Yeah, I think is I think there's some too, and it doesn't mean that every one of them is obviously a, you know a success. Some of them are just to stand a course of time. Some of them, some of them we probably wonder we're like, why is this even a thing? Yeah. Like this is some silly shit. It worked obviously once you know Kofi and the new like all the random people they put him with that worked better than anything they oh, ever the tried. New day was the new day is great. Yeah, that worked better than anything they ever tried with them because they would. 
And it wasn't that it was like a bad tag team, but over and over, you're just like, honestly, Kofi deserves more than this because it literally felt like they're just like, they're throwing him with whoever. They don't even care. Yeah. It's like, find somewhere for him or actually make this a thing with somebody and make it like. Yeah, it'd always be like a team for. Dude, he was teamed with like. Ev- I remember Airborne. Seemed like it was gonna be dope because mm-hmm. them two were both kind of like high flying and shit. I was like, oh, this could be sick. They fucking made him t-shirts and all this shit, and then it was like three weeks, and then Evan Bourne got in trouble, and then they split him up. It was like, well, that was a lot of hype for fucking nothing. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh shit. Which is the case in wrestling a lot. Sometimes they really carry through, and you're like, holy fuck. But sometimes things will get hyped up to a point where they just can't live up to the fucking hype. Yeah. You know. Oh yeah. <laughs> happens. It happens sometimes. We hype things up too much. We're gonna yeah. take an old break real quick and return with our next uh, good, the bad, and the shits to follow up. Yeah, we can, or we can get through my next one pretty quick if you want. It's wrestling related. Yes, yeah, tie right in. Just uh, I see a lot of stuff on him now specifically because I guess he's more in a spotlight again, and he's in WWE, and he's been on the show a lot again recently, but. What are your take on Cody Rhodes' promo skills? I feel like I've been seeing people shit on him a little more recently. They're like, every fucking promo, he's got to remind you that Dusty Rhodes is his dad and all this shit. Yeah. I think he's still trying to sell the the storyline and everything, but I don't know if it needs... Like, he's already Cody Rhodes. Everybody in wrestling knows... For the most part, what's going on, and maybe not all the WWE fans know what's going on in AEW, but they know, for the most part, that AEW exists, and they know some of the big things that happened. Like, they probably know about the CM Punk thing, mm-hmm. and the blow-up. They probably know that Cody left, and he helped establish the company. Which, you know, saying those are two of the biggest things right there. Or that Punk went there, I guess, is another one. Yeah. Um, but, in outside of that, there's several other big people and things that occurred, but... They're, they've got to be aware of that. And it's just like, I don't think he needs... Like, he can make that a part of it. But I think, you know, what he's never achieved is that world title. It's like, I think that that's... Everybody knows Dusty's his dad. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going to shit on that aspect of it either, I guess. But I don't think it necessarily needs to be brought up every time he talks from now until fucking Mania. Um, I mean, dude, there's a lot of fucking wrestlers who had they're like third generation second generation people you know what I oh mean? yeah it's like it's not an on like an uncommon thing necessarily in wrestling like we know you're fucking yeah. you go by cody Rhodes. what Anybody i will say that knows wrestling knows what i will say is I, I definitely think that he like a lot of them you know for instance <clears throat> drew mcintyre bobby lashley two prime examples right there of people that went away got some seasoning, and in Cody's case, he didn't just get wrestling seasoning, but he helped establish the second biggest worldwide company, you know, certainly in America, but pretty much probably in general, like, that there is. And then he left, and he came back to the to where he started. So, you know, it's kind of like, you can tell the experiences there. Sometimes I question, I don't doubt the excitement. I don't doubt the fact that it's a huge thing. I don't necessarily doubt that people would love to see him win the belt. I don't doubt any of that, necessarily. But sometimes I do find myself 
wondering. I'm like, is, I mean, is he, is he this big and and believable to to beat Roman for it? Or I'm not saying somebody else necessarily is a better option at this moment who they have, but is he really that from just because a lot of people in AEW didn't even remotely consider him the best wrestler on the roster. And that was in AEW. That's not even with a lot of the people in WWE, too. That's not even with, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes it, it would just kind of boggle me. Like, I get the draw of the fact that him coming from there, helping establish the company after all these years, after the the Stardust thing didn't quite work out or didn't quite work out the way they would have liked or he would have liked. I get all of that, and I get him coming back. But I just wonder, I'm like, is the... Is the credibility there on that kind of level, or are we just supposed to believe that it is? You know what I mean? And that's what I wondered before this even happened and before he came back. I guess it really depends on booking, too. They could. That's what I'm saying. They could make it right. Because it would just does, have does to be he, right. Though? You know, it's just like, is he. No, I'm not saying you said his promo skills. Um, so, yeah, I'm not trying to do that, but at the same time, I'm just. I'm still trying to get over the. It that could aspect. work. Oh yeah, no, I'm not saying it can't, and they certainly could could book it to where he does beat Roman, and then he wins the belt and everything. If he doesn't, it's like who? Like I don't know if Roman's gonna fucking he's gonna beat Bruno streak. <laughs> yeah, that would be outlandish. That'd be fucking dumb. That'd be horrible. That's way too long. I mean, I would fucking I would be done watching. I'd be like, I'm not gonna watch fucking Mania this year. This is shit. Probably before the yeah. There's been a lot of people that probably think that after this Mania, they're like something's got to give with this because it's been so long. Um, you know, and I'm not trying. To, I'm just saying, is he? So the question is, maybe it's because of the fact that we've never gotten the chance to see. How it was gonna pan out when he's given the chance to carry the ball? Mm-hmm. Maybe if and when this happens, you know, we see how credible of a champion he is. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I hope it works out for him, just because. Yeah. I've oh yeah. Been I don't a fan of Cody. I don't wish anything, like anything like that. I just. But I could. I could also see the fans just being the fans, like turning on him. That'd be insane. Because they're bored, they're bored with them, or they fucking... Yeah. Everybody's on Sami Zayn's dick now, so it's like, they're like, well, fuck this. We don't want Cody's champ, all this shit. I could see that happen. They, they really you gotta know what be I mean? careful about the way they do this. <laughs> uh, no, I agree. And, and like I said, I've never not liked Cody. I mean, I remember when he debuted, Hardcore Holly beat the shit out of him for like four to six weeks in a row. Just, it was kind of like the old... The vet, like, fucking stay down, like, learn your lesson, kid, kind of thing. Like, just beating him up fucking week after week, giving him Alabama slammas and shit. And then they teamed together, and then, you know, didn't they win? Did they win the titles? I think they might have. Uh, I think they might have. But that was kind of cool, no? Like, I always, yeah, I always liked neat. hardcore. Like, I always thought he was... I always, first of all, I always thought he was built like fucking... Like, that's how... That's how you should be built. You know what I mean? The kind of, uh, and he was always. It wasn't too outrageous. Yeah, but he looked like he fucking, you know, was in the gym. He looked, he always looked, uh, he just didn't have that next level of something to push him through the moon. You know, he just, he wasn't, but he had plenty of experience. It's the Holly curse. Yeah, plenty, plenty of, 
Um, he had plenty of experience, plenty of like stars that he had worked with. He knew how to get people over, and like I really think that. Um, I thought that that was even interesting, but even then, you're like, man, Cody's just this kid, and like I can just see that it's gonna take some time before he really and before he left, just like. And maybe I could have seen Bobby. I mean, they gave him the ECW belt, but I'm not going to even act like we're referring to that as a fucking world title, especially in the second run of ECW. Yeah, it was like, <clears throat> that was his biggest thing in that run, though. Yeah, it was. Um, but it's the same goofy shit. It's just like, why the hell is he standing out there when Taker needed to decide who his opponent <laughs> yeah. He wasn't going to choose Bobby. I'm picking you. ECW. <laughs> um... But that stands my point. And you could tell that, like, Bobby still didn't... He wasn't really that comfortable in promos and stuff yet. You, mm-hmm. he could, you could tell he didn't have... You know, and certainly Drew... A lot of the big guys aren't, to be honest oh, no. with you, because they don't got to rely on that. And they got it's the usually look. the smaller guys who are badass at promos, because yeah. they got to do that. You yeah. know? They got to get people to fucking believe that. They got to talk you into the seats. Yeah. Um, big guys can just be big ass kickers. But just those are prime examples right there, and it worked for him the same way. And he and he came back. He was thicker. He looked better. He, you know what I mean. It wasn't the skinny like your body changes too. You know, you're obviously your twenties, your thirties. We're not quite there yet, but it's like, you know, what I'm saying he came back a seasoned vet that fucking had been around the world. He had wrestled in big matches, wrestled Kenny Omega, won the ROH title, mm-hmm. like done all this different stuff establish his own company, something that his dad hadn't done and made this success out of it. So it's like, now he's brought a whole different sort of level of legitimacy to his to his career and to himself. You know what I mean? So really, maybe that's what's left. Maybe we see what Cody can do when he gets the ball and runs with it. Yeah. And maybe that'll, maybe that'll decide. This could be his chance here in the next couple of months. Um... But Cody Rhodes' promo skills, um, I'm going to say fair. Because he's come a long way, and he's by no means, I don't think, talked up to the level that he's this elite fucking you know, thing. And not even to discredit him either, but I, I don't think the slight lisp that he has in his voice helps too much sometimes either. You know what I mean? Um, that can hurt it, with promos and stuff. Ask like, Jack fucking Swagger, Jake Hager, what that's and like. And fucking Brock... Um, Canyon. It it also it's just like it. Anybody that has that is self conscious about that. So when they're out there cutting a promo and they can hear their own voice through the mic doing it, they're like, "Fuck!" You know, you almost have to vocalize your your pattern in a way that hides it a little bit or then masks yeah. it. You gotta you gotta sort of. They just fucked Swagger over. They gave him the name Swagger. Like, you're not going to say that name yeah, without yeah. it happening. Isn't it? But that's why putting <laughs> Zeb Coulter with him was a good idea. Like, yeah. he needed him. Um, and, uh, like, Brock is at a point now where I feel like he's comfortable enough and happy enough there. If he's, he's a face, like, fuck it. He doesn't have to say too much. He could just say some shit about kicking people's asses at people. Because it, yeah, it was a little tougher when he was, like, this beast of a heel. Yeah. And then, like, he, I'm gonna, he'd be like, I'm going to kick your ass! It's like, like he was he 21. Sound, he would sound like it was like a squeaky voice. <laughs> yeah, like, and that's not, like, shitting on Brock. That's just his voice. Yeah. Like, oh, shit yeah. happens, but it's like, 
it can hurt your character in promo wise in wrestling if you don't sound like people are expecting you to sound. Yeah, you, know? you gotta minim you gotta <laughs> minimize those qualities and maximize what you're good at. You know, which was why Heyman Heyman is an excellent fucking just promo marksman. Will hit the right fucking mm. notes. Knows how to get the heat. Knows how to sell the story. Knows how to do all of it. It's a good mouthpiece. For yeah, people, and for it sure. just. And it's like if you're and if you're gonna be a heel, it's the perfect opportunity because this bastard is gonna get you to fucking hate this guy just because you're gonna be like, oh no! Every time we're gonna see this guy, we gotta see Eamon. It's like a fat waddling like- penguin with this fucking receding ass hair and this greasy ponytail. He just looks like a like shady businessman piece of shit. And you're like this dude, guy. He man. he is excellent. On that microphone, though, man. Oh, he's he's he is one of the very best knowledgeable man, of all sure. time managers, spokespeople, yeah, of all time in the business. Minds the amount of women and men that would say that they've influenced that he's influenced their entire career is fucking remarkable. He's definitely got a wrestling mind. That's oh, for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. Um. Think we can call it a break here? Yep. As we answered for your second good, the bad, and the shit. So we might be done with wrestling, or maybe not. <laughs> You'll have to see, I guess. So uh, we'll be right back. I wrote a letter to myself in the form of a song I can play when the sun shines. I know better than to trust anything that I say to myself when I'm this high. Hey. I just did an interview with my eyes closed. I just sparked a blunt, it looked like Tyro. Only comments I see are the bad ones. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with more exciting rounds of the good, the bad, and the shits. Hope we're. You are sticking with us here tonight. I just did an interview with my eyes closed. That was me last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't fall asleep. Fucked up I was feeling. Didn't fall asleep. <laughs> no. I'll lead us I believe. Here. I believe I also made history on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> you did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> nice. It's been, yeah, it's been fun though. It's been a fun, it's been a fun week. Since I remember then. like starting the second part last episode Dude, and I was like, whoo. That like gonna first be, is gonna be tough. After that first part, and then that first like hour and a half through it, like by the time we came around and all that other stuff with the Kareem Abdul Jabbar and fucking uh you know biscuits and gravy and shit like that, like I remembered all that, but like some of the other stuff I was like, holy shit, I was just done. Just way too many shots before we started. Oh yeah. Oh man. It's the common theme lately, though, so... Yeah. We'll just... We'll kind of see. You might have to grab another bottle here soon, but <laughs> it's going to be hard because I'm going to have to be getting over all the days lately. I'm like, man, going to grab some tequila in the, in the meantime, I guess. Yeah, I... Honestly, the only time I ever really take shots anymore is, like, if I'm hanging out with my brother or if we do them here. Like, if I'm drinking at my place, I usually just drink beer. Occasionally, I will drink mixed drinks. I have, like, a bottle of, like, Jack and Fireball at the house, I think. 
and I'll mix them with stuff every now and then. I got like a bottle of Coke Zero, like a two liter. But for the most part, I just yeah, some sip beer. some beer, you know, if I want some alcohol. Yeah, it's a more casual. I'm like, I'm not trying to really get fucked up anyways. What's the point? <laughs> casual, take the edge off. Ah, oh, it's going to be a good night. Just, we're sitting there by yourself just watching. <laughs> that'd be one eye closed. Yeah, that's the thing is, I mean, you could, you can have a great night out by yourself. You oh, yeah. I mean, just chilling, just doing whatever the fuck you do. I have great nights by myself <laughs> quite often. That just it's like, fun. That quote that chill Keanu watch Reeves it. said. I you have great times. So I just thought it was so funny, but, like, you realize how right he is. It's like, you should, like, you deserve it. That's part of the thing. It's like, I've spent some fucking money lately, but I'm like, I also feel the grind of, like, you know, running the errands, doing the things you're supposed to, fucking coming home, just going to work the next day, like, and just day in and day out. Like, we do the cast and whatnot, but it's also just a matter of getting together, getting a guest or just us together and doing it. Uh, and so it's not like it has to cost money. Like, yeah, we'll buy beer or do whatever the hell mm-hmm. else and stuff like that. But, like, we don't. It doesn't. We shoot. We spend time with somebody or we just hang out and we just fucking shoot, the, you know, the couple hours or whatever. But... It's not like it, you know, it's like that, but I just realized, I'm like, man, I guess I haven't spent too much money on anything that I've wanted or myself, like, much at all. I was like, it's kind of kind of nice to, like, you know, go out and spend it and have some good times and shit like that, too. It's like, you don't always feel like going out, but I'm like, man, I've, I probably owed myself one just after, just after all the fucking, you know, all the shit that's going on. Yeah, it is funny to go out. I don't go out much at all. The effort, you know. You deserve something. Yeah. You owe it yeah. to your own self. That's what I would say. That's like what my relaxing night or two of the week is for me. Like yeah. My Friday and Saturday nights when I just get to chill and do shit. Either by myself or with my girlfriend, whatever. I'm just like, man, that's what I'm looking <laughs> forward to. That's the fucking payoff to the week. I get to chill yeah. out. <laughs> I gotta do what I want to do for a few hours, man. <laughs> that's how, That's just how you know you're an adult that got somehow trapped into the fucking grind. You did. Like and everybody else does. When are we first, like, <laughs> when are we all first, like, hung out like a bunch and we start watching all this shit and we're like, we got to, we got to watch so much different shit and it's like now, it's like, you know, we do the cast and, or even just the, the leisure time that you get by the time you can keep your eyes open for a movie. It's like you can't get through too much different stuff in a week. Like maybe if you make a point of it, but sometimes it's fucking hard to. You can't even. Yeah. And it's like that's what, that's, what I, that's what I was saying before. It's like that's some of the shit that fucking inevitably kind of saved us whenever we felt, you know, it's like that was we needed something like what people take from music, what people take from art of all kinds, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, and it's just like, damn, it's like having you be able to enjoy it the same way you were is because it's there's so much on the fucking plate. Like, there's so much. There's a lot more going on. You know? Yeah. It's hard. And not just you. I mean, just, you know, all of us. It's like you're, everybody's really, you know, like I said last week, it was like the good news is, is that either way, I'm like, us three and like we in a lot of other people too but it's like we're all three on the path or on the uh you know we're all actively trying to make it better we're not trying to like retract and go backwards like we're trying to fucking build upon what we've you know what i mean yeah being laying the groundwork for in our own lives like not 
Not just to be like, oh, fuck, maybe one of these months I'll just... And I realize there's situations people are in and whatnot. Um, but, like, you're, we're not just about to be like, all right, yeah, I guess I quit my job and just <laughs> do nothing. <laughs> it's like, yes, you can't do that. You took on way too much responsibility at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'd be fucked if I did that. I just can't. I mean, even if I wanted to just say fuck it all for a minute, I'd be... Yeah. I got, like, six more days, or, like... Five or six more days this year that I can do that. <laughs> that are on actual work days. Yeah. Got like a few vacation days that I could call in if I really wanted, but. And just use the vacation. Yeah. yeah. That's not bad. I guess we can really do that too, because if you do miss some days that you're, you know, unprepared for, you can just apply those hours before the next date, you know what I'm saying, before the next uh, payroll. Paycheck comes in. I don't know. It's weird. I've been just trying to be smart about it. So, oh well, man, what? Uh, should we roll in here? Are we have it yet? I don't think so. Holy fuck! Uh, well, I'll kind of go to the Super Bowl a little bit. Just happened. Okay. Now. What do you think of the Kelsey Bowl? Just the Element of brother versus brother, first time in history, the Kelsey's got to face off. Were you keeping up with all that very much or no? I mean, I followed, like, their interaction and shit like that. Just, like, I mean, a yeah. lot of the... They ha- like, it was cool because they, like, starting at the beginning of the season, they started their own podcast, the two of them. Mm. And it okay. built up to them being in the Super Bowl against each That's other. That's crazy and shit. And they're like... They're like, well, this is just inevitable. Like, by this time next week, one of us is going to have lost this shit. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But it was also just kind of a neat element, I think, that was added to the Super Bowl that was, like, has never been the case before. Mm. It's like... A brother playing another one. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like... They were posting videos of them in their, like, childhood doing shit and... Their mom got, like, a big spotlight this week, like, Donna Kelsey. She was on, like, everything, it seemed like. Yeah. And that's even what Jason, the one on the Eagles, he was saying, like, it was kind of neat, you know, like, he's, like, for, uh, for, like, a week, mom and dad were, like, on top of the world. Like... They just got to dive into it with us. And they were, like, a part of it the whole time. And he's like, you know, you just lose the Super Bowl. And you're out on the field. And he's like, you're crying. He's like, the craziest part is, like, I don't really even think I was crying tears of, like, sadness. It was almost like tears of joy. Because I had to experience the Super Bowl with, like, my entire family on the field. Like, Yeah. <laughs> No, that's uh, it was a really cool element, I think, for sure. But people are, like billing it as like the Kelsey Bowl. Yeah, and I saw some people like that, and like some people didn't because they're like, it's come on, it's Chiefs versus Eagles, you know, and it's just they another even, tag. They even said that <laughs> it's another tagline. Some people said it was the Andy Reid Bowl because that was the team that he mm-hmm. used to coach, and like he's like facing his rival mm-hmm. and he's gonna try to beat him and win, you know. But, I mean, it is the Super Bowl. It was the Eagles versus the, you know, um, 
the Chiefs, but like the two brothers were on each respective team. So yeah, it was neat. It really yeah, was. It neat. was. It was. Especially I would say, like I enjoyed watching their podcast. Like I didn't see that, it. and maybe that my answer would be different. I would say fair uh, because I think it had a, a good amount of coverage, and it wasn't. You know what I mean? I didn't really see the podcast, but. I'm sure it was entertaining because Travis Kelsey's fucking just a character. Himself. And yeah, Jason is really like just as entertaining. Yeah. But they they just got obviously great chemistry because they're yeah. fucking brothers, you know? Oh, yeah. And they are both in the league together and shit. So they're brothers that do the same thing. Not the same position, but they have the same job, you know? Yeah. They're both in the NFL. <laughs> they grew up together. So they just like goof off with each other and not afraid to give each other shit because they're fucking brothers, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, I thought it was cool. And, I mean, he's as as big of a part of their success as uh, a lot of other people anyway. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, they need Pat at the helm, but Travis is his, you know, oh, yeah. it's his boy. Like, somebody who's going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, he was reliable in the Super Bowl, too. Yeah. He was there when he needed him. Oh, sure. yeah. And so even all his trash talk, he backed all of it up again and fucking <laughs> yeah. killed it in the Super Bowl. So it's just like, I guess he's allowed to say it all. I saw some hilarious uh, video of, like, I guess right before the bowl was, like, about to start mm. of Travis, like, walking on the sideline. And it, he was walking by a bunch of Eagles fans. And, I mean, Eagles fans are known for being, like, some of the biggest trash talkers in the whole fucking league. Like, they, Philly they'll, just they'll boo a... anything. Yeah. You know? They, they're waiting to boo. So, like, he's, like, walking by and shit. And they start, like, booing. And he's just, like, giving them the Hogan ear and shit. He's like, what? And he just, like, holds up the Chiefs helmet and, like, points at the logo and shit. And just keeps walking. <laughs> it is kind of like I feel like as an athlete though you gotta embrace it like it's it's gotta be kind of fun to like embrace the the hate when you're the visitor or whatever or when you have people there cheering against you yeah. it's like whenever you pull through you're like what the fuck you gotta say now oh yeah. you know whenever you get to <laughs> whenever you get to kind of throw it in their face and everything and you know it plays out in the game or on the field um like, what can they say? You know? Yeah. They won. He was a big part of the win. Congrats to the to the Chiefs. I mean, they they pulled it off again, you know? Yep. It was a great game. It was. It was a really was, good uh, Super Bowl. Mo- probably the most entertaining play, whether or not, you know, you were as into it because of your team or not. Like, that's another thing. But as far as, like, play was back and forth, it was they both had a chance the entire time. So it was kind of mm-hmm. like... It was it was fun. It wasn't like anything. Like it was like a up. battle for yeah. sure. Oh yeah, it was really good. A hell of an effort put up by Jalen Hurts. Like he didn't even lose by hardly anything. No, he uh, yeah he had a great game. I mean he, you know, I mean he had a mistake which yeah. isn't uncommon. I mean it's gonna happen. Well, and he's games, not even a season. You know? He'd never been there either. Yeah, it's like he didn't even have and he performed well. Like he competed. The whole game with yeah. that. I mean, they stuck in it the whole time. Dude, he ran in, like, what, three touchdowns yeah. himself? And he had a pass. He's tremendous. Touchdown. Like, and he's only in his second year as a starter. Yeah, he's 24. Yeah. 
He's uh, hopefully we see. Hopefully the Eagles can rely on him as their guy. That would be, I mean, just fully and completely. I mean, at this point, obviously he took him to the Super Bowl, so it's it's not like they're mm-hmm. looking anywhere else. Oh yeah, he's gonna be their guy yeah. going forward, unless something drastic happened for some yeah. reason. But I mean, he proved himself this year for sure. It's not like they're gonna be shopping for anybody, no. you know. Yeah, it was. I don't really have a. Did you see uh, Juju Smith Schuster freaking on Valentine's Day? Because he he's the one that got that hold on Brad Bradbury held him, you know, mm-hmm. to give the Chiefs the first down that basically ended the game. Bradbury's the one that held Juju and freaking Juju posted a picture on Twitter. That was it. Looked like a Valentine's Day card, and it had Bradbury, a picture of Bradbury in the middle, and it said, "I'll hold you when it matters most." Ooh. Happy Valentine's Day. Damn. And AJ Brown like tweeted at him. He was like, "He's like one. Congratulations on winning the Super Bowl. You guys earned it." He's like two. This is lame as hell. He's, he's like, he's like, you were almost out of the league until Patrick Mahomes revived your career. Ooh, he's like, you would have been on TikTok doing dances right now if it wasn't for him. Damn, and AJ Brown's been consistently like one of the best receivers in the league for some time now, hasn't he? Kind of under yeah, the radar, he was, really. He kind of. He was under the radar because he was on the Titans, and he didn't really like get to shine. His everybody Derek knew Henry. that he was great, yeah, but he didn't like necessarily get to show his skill set as much as he has since he became an Eagle. Mm-hmm. You know, and they use all the parts of that team too. Like they, everybody get you know what I mean. Everybody, everybody fucking pitches in for sure. Yeah, and hurts like, you know. Like, there's a lot of good to say about him because he fucking put up a stack performance at the greatest, you know, with the best quarterback in fucking football right now. Plain and simple. You know? I mean, he... So it's like... The Eagles had a fantastic season. Yeah. They got all the way to the Super Bowl. It really couldn't have gone much better besides winning the Super Bowl. That's, like, the only way it could have gone. But it could have gone... So many more ways worse. Like, it was definitely success of a they season. They could have gotten smashed in the regular season. They did some <clears throat> smashing. And it's just like... It's Nobody enough. really knew because Hurts hadn't really... It's I, I've said it before, you too. Know. Whenever you see certain teams play, some teams, you're like, okay, of course they're going to beat them and everything. But, like, at the same time, what are you supposed to do? You're not going to lose the games you should win. So it's like you play yeah. the schedule you have. And sometimes, like, that Steelers year... All the teams they played that people did call bullshit, and they thought they were the hard asses, flexing and shit like that. They were eleven and zero, and then they lost once. They lost like three or four times in a row oh, because yeah. they played teams that were not easy to beat. And then guess what? The Browns beat them in the fucking divisional round that was of the playoffs. Tremendous. <laughs> after like uh, a little after that fight and everything, a few months before yeah. that, that was tremendous. Big fan of that. <laughs> Big fan of the drama between the Browns and the Steelers. Yes, the rivalry. It's made me dislike the Steelers for a long time. Yeah. It's it's interesting because they're they're always both rugged teams with each other and shit. Yeah. 
they're, I mean, they're both pretty, like, they play a pretty tough style of football, mm-hmm. too. Both That's a teams, tough so division. Tough. Yeah. But, yeah, like you were saying, it is kind of just like, what are you going to do? Like, you're going to take it light this week because you're playing Houston? Yeah. No, and you're going to fucking like, stop It's like, no, you're going to play like you've been playing, and you're yeah. just going to fucking put up 40 points on them, if that's yeah. what happens. Because... Like, playing light, that's also, like, not good for the skill set of the players. It's like, just let them go out there and, and do it's whatever like, it's going to happen. And you don't think that sometimes these rivals, like, for some reason, if you notice, you always see the rivals, even if, by measure, they don't have nearly as good of a record. You know, the Lions could play the Packers if they're at that, you know, if they're at the top. They could play them competitively, just the rivals, for some reason, always have closer games. Like, it's just yeah. more head-to-head action and you know what I mean I, I think that that fucking that, you know it fuels it too so like you'd be crazy to just assume that all of these games are wins without seeing an upset you know possibly somewhere because it's like some of the elite teams even have you know it's not even that common to win 13 games or 14 games like a lot of teams do not win nearly that many games no so, I mean, you play the schedule you're given. Sometimes it shows your flaws, and sometimes it doesn't. But it's like, I don't think the Eagles fucking, I think if anything, they overperformed as hell this year. Yeah, everybody I mean, thought they were potentially weak. Yeah. So, like, they played the weakest schedule in the fucking... It's like... But they won their games, and dude, they people were saying that all the way up to the Super Bowl. It was like... Man, they stomped the fuck out of these teams in the playoffs. Yeah. But they still had excuses for that. Yeah. They're oh, like, yeah. they played the hospital team for the 49ers. And then it's... No, if the <laughs> Niners were better, they would have won. And it's like, they played a shit... Who was the... Who was the first team they played? The Eagles. The Giants. Yeah. Because the Eagles had a bye. So yeah. they didn't have to play yeah. the first game. It's like, okay, they earned that buy, though. It's like, you know, the hospital team. Because I'm saying they, that, too, is like somebody that likes the Cowboys. Like, I don't really think the Eagles were, like, you know, over-talked about or that they were over-hyped mm-hmm. or that they were, like, not what they said they were or not what people thought they were. It, I will say, and you can probably t- attest to this, too, um... But at first, you were kind of like, okay, but is this going to last kind of thing? Yeah, like, yeah. You, you were waiting for... And one loss doesn't necessarily mean it's over and, and whatnot or anything like that. But it still felt like, when's the ground going to be pulled out from underneath them? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's the Eagles. Like, maybe they'll be bound to, to just fall apart here soon. And I didn't really want them to, but I also was just loosely paying attention to what you know they were doing. I didn't really have a lot of players from there um, on... My probably either main team, um, but it was just kind of interesting because once they started racking up the victories, it was like thirteen and four, four fourteen and three, whatever they ended up being. Was it thirteen and four? I think they're f- or fourteen yeah, and three. They were one of those two. They might have been thirteen and four. No, they. I think they were fourteen and three were, actually. Because yeah, I, I think, think the Chiefs were. were I think they were identical record because they were sixteen and three going into the Super Bowl. Yeah, them and the Chiefs both. Damn. Um, they lost to 
the Commanders and the Cowboys and the fucking Commanders, somebody else, which is crazy because those are both divisional losses. Those are both losses within their division. That's gross, man. That division. That division's a battle, though. Those, yeah, all I, those teams battle. That's like one of the toughest divisions. The Cowboys and the the Cowboys, the Eagles, the Giants, and the Commanders. Yeah. I probably like the Eagles the most out of that division. Then. <laughs> I could. I don't always. Uh, I can't always uh, recollect the football divisions as well as the baseball ones. Yeah. Yeah, they're a tad bit tougher, I guess. But, I mean, not real. I feel like baseball and football are both kind of equally the same divisional-wise. Like, when it comes to, like, basketball and hockey-wise, though, that's where shit gets a little more difficult because the divisions tend to be a tad bit bigger. Like, baseball and football, it's like four or five teams. Yeah, now five. Yeah, Um, and... Hockey and freaking basketball, it's like you got a fuckload of teams because there's like, what, two divisions within each conference or something? So there's stacked divisions. In what? Basketball and hockey. <clears throat> I'm not 100% on that, actually. I th- yeah, I think hockey Seems like something I should definitely know. Let me see real quick. And I know some of the big highlights in like the NBA, but I could definitely follow that a little closer. Yeah, hockey is split into two conferences, and there's two divisions within each conference. And there's eight teams in each division. Yeah, it's a battle. But then again, you know. So, but like, yeah, you could like play mediocre. Three or four of the teams make it out of each division. Yeah, too. you could play mediocre and you're, you'll still make it. And yeah, basketball is even more divide. Like, so what? Baseball and football. It's four divisions, two com- four divisions for each conference and two conferences. And hockey, it's two conferences, two divisions with each conference. And basketball, there's no divisions. It's just two conferences. There's not, there's not any divisions. No, it's just Western and Eastern. Damn. <laughs> but that's why so many teams make it too. Yeah. So yeah, I guess that is the reason with hockey and basketball, kind of, is because the divisions or the conferences are so much larger that they just take like the top half. Yeah. Of each or whatever. But then that makes the playoffs really long, and it also kind of makes them a little more lackluster because you're like, what, you got the number two seed going against the number eight seed. Like, this guy, this team's going to get stopped. So it's like the the amount of games they have to play, they're like, why are we doing this? Like, there's so many blowouts <laughs> and so many, like, just lopsided series. It's still exciting, but the playoffs do last a while, too, mm-hmm. in basketball and hockey. For sure. What was your original, uh... The Kelsey Bowl. Just oh, yeah. the perception on the Kelsey Bowl. Fair. What do you got for me here? 
All right, well, we'll jump ship. Um, the new season finally premieres March 1st, The Mandalorian Season 3. What do you think of The Mandalorian so far? Has it lived up to the hype? I know you said you thought that uh, it's been a while since we watched it, I guess, because it's been a while since it aired. But uh, people complain about Boba Fett. They're like, oh, half of it was The Mandalorian. Kind of was. But they wanted you to see what was going on because they knew the next season would take such a long time to produce with all the other shows they had going on. But it's like, all right, well. I know. You know. <laughs> release a little fucking 20-minute thing then to hold us off and kind of give a teaser under the next shit. You don't got to take over half a goddamn Boba Fett show. Yeah, well, you know. Did you like how Boba Fett was done on that show? Yeah. I would probably watch it again. Look at Boba Fett. It wasn't bad from what I... It had some definitely some big parts to it that I really enjoyed. The Mandalorian, though, I feel like... It's definitely... I'd say it's overlived the hype in the fact that I don't feel like the Mandalorian, the show, ever really got hype. I think it was just Grogu. That got hype. Like, people watch the show, obviously, but like anything ever sold yeah. from the Mandalorian was Baby Yoda slash Grogu shit. It was like that was the merchandise. That was the thing. I feel like that was the thing more than the Mandalorian was the thing. You know. I mean, it was the the <clears throat> colorful character. You yeah. know, what I mean, it was like they, it got people. Star Wars makes. Made so, you know, as much money as they made on the movies, they make so fucking much money on merchandise. Oh, yeah. So much. You know. So, from a business move, you can I kind of understand why. And I guess we'll see, I don't know if we're going to see more Luke and Grogu or what the hell. Like, I don't disagree. I mean, you, but you knew that that was one of the reasons. It's crazy that they kept that under wraps, that Grogu was a thing. Baby Yoda, you know. Mm. And, uh. And then it just kind of blew up everywhere, you know? Oh, yeah, he was adorable. You know, that's why. Uh, Everybody was into it. Yeah. He couldn't deny it. He got over big time. He couldn't deny it. In pop culture, and fucking... You know, that's kind of, they kind of took a chance a little bit, too, because... Not that you could or couldn't, but... Star Wars... You know, true Star Wars heads, the real, like, old-school nerds could have been like, well, that's bullshit. You know, Yoda was supposed to be the only of his species, but then you had Yaddle, technically. Yeah, so. you did. She was in a movie. They never talked about her, though. Yeah, she was in the encyclopedia, too. <laughs> <laughs> There's never any, like, shit. Like, if you're going to say Yaddle existed, there's got to be some lore about Yaddle. <laughs> there is. There, there was some comic, because she got killed between... Episode one and two, I think, in that ten years. Probably not long. Of course she did, because they wanted to rid it. Yeah. Because they fucking decided not to do the idea. (laughs) But, no, you look back at the Phantom Menace, and I've taken a picture of it before. I still have it somewhere. She's sitting in that council room opposite Yoda. So, it's not just her. There's a few other people that are not in... Two and three at the count. Certainly not three. Because some more of them get killed like with the Clone Wars and everything. Yeah. But, uh, or it's not even the same as two. 
So I don't know where some of those old fuckers went, but I guess they died because technically in the storyline, there's ten years between Phantom and Attack of the Clones. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> they realize they didn't But then they put her in the fucking Lego Star like Star Wars Skywalker game. Yeah. As like another character. <laughs> Me and Nick unlocked her. We like went to Tatooine or something and did some Does that shit. Mean we Disney's killed some dragon do some shit. Do what? Is Disney gonna do some shit with her? I don't know. Uh she was in no Tales of the Jedi. Remember that? Did what you episode? not get that far? She was in that. Yeah, I don't remember. With like uh Dooku. I think I've only I still It might have been Dooku that, that fucking killed her. Oh man, I'm gonna have to rewatch that shit. Those were good. I wanna see more Yaddle now. Needs they, to be she some was, Yaddle. Around. She was put in that it was I mean it's animated, but it's like it was good. You should watch that though. It was one yeah, of the I've got like I think at least four episodes in. It was one of the it was one of those though. <coughs> um resetting it though, to be honest, all the way through and Obi Wan for a lot of reasons was great. It was great to see Obi Wan played by Ewan McGregor for the first time since the third one came out. Like and the finale was as good, if not better, than almost all of the Star Wars we've seen within the Disney era in a lot of ways. At least at least the finale was, you know what yeah. I mean? Um but the show was good. I mean there was things like I would have changed or kept the same or maybe included, but the finale gave you everything you wanted, gave you a Palpatine, gave you a Qui Gon Jinn, played by Liam Neeson for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh Boba Fett, people had their Mandalorian complaints about that. You know, obviously they launched the Bad Batch. They finished the Clone Wars with one more season. They did like multiple different things. Released that Visions show. Are working on now. I mean, I'm really, really pumped for when Ahsoka comes out. That's gonna be. Yeah, that'll be sick. Yeah, that's gonna be a really good one. Um, but I think so far they released some good series for sure. I think so far for sure. I think so far. I mean, it's hard to deny the Mandalorian season one and two have not been some of the very best shit. It's like it was original when they created it. And nobody really had expectations for the show because they didn't know what it was going to be. They're like, okay, he's this kind of bounty hunter. And yeah. and then we didn't expect... They kept that really well-kept secret with Grogu, who turned out to be Grogu. And, uh, and then they showed him and everything. But they did such a good job at the marketability aspect of it and everything. And like the show... People were tuning in every week, either way, and the Star Wars fans loved it for a lot of reasons. And then the season two, you see Luke, you see fucking Ahsoka, you see like all these people. Oh yeah, it was. It, was it so honestly cool. was a re- really good show. It is a really good show because yeah. it's not done. No, by it's any not. Means, I think I bet it'll go four seasons. I bet, I bet three. You know, if they do three, maybe it goes one more. Yeah, because I'm sure they'll be working on. Others in the Mandalorian character might be around for a while, but he could live on through some of the other shows if they include him or whatever. Yeah, I wonder when and if we're gonna ever get another movie. <coughs> It'll be a while, probably. Yeah, so we'll focus on this stuff. But now I would say, I would say fair. I suppose, like. It is a very well-known show, whether people 
necessarily watch it or not. I'm debating. It's fair, but it's leaning more towards the underrated side of fair. For the fact that I don't, like, know if people really watch the show necessarily or if they just know about it because of Grogu, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that really was what kind of sold people on it. I don't know if people watched it through if they weren't. I mean, if you weren't a Star Wars person, I think, yeah. you probably wouldn't like it I think it the anyways. Star Wars fans watched it. Yeah, that's By and large. Star Wars people watched it. Outside of that, I don't know if it attracted more fans necessarily or not. Which Star Wars doesn't really need anymore. It's just crazy to say. I'm sure they're always wanting more. Oh, yeah. But it's it's one of those things that it's so, like, worldwide big. Ingrained fine, everywhere. You know? There's Star Wars merch everywhere. Yeah. Every store you go into, every fucking place... So yeah, I'd say fair for it. I think it definitely was well-received. It got over. It was like their first original thing for yeah. their series It was what wise. they launched day one on. And it didn't flop. Like nobody, no. I didn't really hear anybody complain about it necessarily. Or they weren't like, this is shit or anything, you know? Mm-hmm. There was none of that. I, I hear people say, they're like, oh man, I love Mandalorian Season 2. And then people... That are like, nah, I didn't think that two was as good. The Mandalorian season one was tremendous, and like, I loved all of it so far. I thought, oh yeah, they're both they were both were really good. I, I would honestly watch through them again. Oh yeah, it's been a minute, um, and we'll be getting Ahsoka here soon. Like that was her, you know, kind of intro, intro and everything. And then they included her a little bit again in what we saw in the Book of Boba Fett, just to kind of tie that story. They had a little bit more together, sort of a backstory for her in Tales of the Jedi. Yeah, and all that like she's it's it's very cool like who how they've created her out of out of all of this around some of the stuff that we know that happened, yeah. but now she's included in all of it and she's getting her own live action stuff and it's like it's really cool uh, because she's one of my favorite characters like for sure oh, at yeah. this point uh, and one of the most layered characters in the whole universe, truthfully. Yeah, all the stuff like they've shown her go through <clears throat> falling out she's kind of one of the only characters that you've seen that's like falling out with the Jedi but not really turned bad yeah you know <laughs> we were like <laughs> quoting Matt last week or the other night he's like I uh he's like you underestimate my power <laughs> It's like, dude, you're fucked. I uh, know. <laughs> you're way down there. I have brought peace, freedom, <laughs> and justice to my new empire. <laughs> it's like, yeah, after that, no one was free. <laughs> justice. Just taking planets left and right. They did. They fucked people up, man. It's like in my mind, the Jedi, or what was it, what was it? The Jedi are the enemy, or the Jedi are <laughs> the evil ones, or something like that. It's like, oh yeah, he's like, how would you think that? Yeah, yeah. The, I do not feel the dark side as you do. <laughs> in my mind, the Jedi are evil. It's like okay, but give me a reason how compared to. The dark yeah. side not be. 
Yeah, it, like it's called the Dark Side. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's obviously a little more leaning on the side of evil, I'd say. <laughs> Shit. I mean, granted, the Jedi aren't called the Light Side, but yeah, the Light Side in the Dark. I think Raid said that though at one point. But what does she know, you know, if she's one of these millennium Jedi, millennial Jedi, millennial Jedi. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't around for the shits. <laughs> yeah, she was around for the fucking real fucking war and shit. <laughs> she didn't have to go through some of that. Uh-huh. Dizzy tried to make it seem like it's... theirs was the most badass war of them all. Uh, yeah. It's... Where the fuck did all these ships come from? Who the fuck are manning these ships? <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> Who was flying all that? He's like, it's the elite empire, or whatever. <laughs> oh, the elite empire? The- Who the fuck are they? Who was on any of the ships? That's, <laughs> That's what I don't understand either. They're just being manned by ghosts? What the fuck? Palpatine was basically a ghost. He was just crumbling away. He was like fucking a rotten carcass down there. Being manned by like a bunch of wires and shit. His like fingernail was broken off. It was like he was just slipping. It was just like static. Like breaking out of it. (sighs) Missed opportunity though also where he shot just the major bolts like into the sky. Like it literally did the silence thing. It was like he just lit it all up. And he didn't say unlimited power. Like, they even said the do it part. They said they slipped some of the other stuff in there. And, like, come on. You know. They go to Yeah, yeah, like, that, like, he was lighting up the fucking universe. He was lighting up his own ships by doing that. Because everything was in the sky. Just like... Ray and Kylo, never... Should have kissed either. You don't think so? I stand by that. I don't think that was fucking really needed. (laughs) Like, they could have just fucking saved each other. And, I mean, could have even had a passionate hug. Like, what the fuck led to them? Like, bro, they were trying to kill each other for two movies. This is way too quick for them to be like, oh, I love you. It's like, no. Ben. They could, like, just care about each other, like, no, no, don't leave me. Just, like, hold it, hold them real tight or something. Like, like, why'd you have to add romance into it? There was, who gives a fuck? This is Star Wars, the last movie, one of them's dying anyways. You don't need the romance angle. (laughs) It did feel like there was enough going on for sure before that. I feel like that kind of just confused people even more. If anybody was going to have romance... It should have been fucking Maz and Chewie. They should, yeah. <laughs> I like that Wookiee. I thought that was setting up. But she should have at least kissed him on the cheek, man. He would have lit up. He had no one. No, <laughs> no one. And she made that remark, like in the first movie, they could have done something with it, it you know, like a little payoff. Like that's what I'm saying. Just even a little something, like Chewie, like leans down or something. It's like, dude. Yoda was gone, Luke was gone, Han was gone, Leia was gone. Who the fuck did this guy have anymore? Nothing. (laughs) Oh, man. Could have had Maz come up and, like, I don't know, 
have him like pick her up or something. <laughs> she kisses him, climbs on his shoulder. Yeah. I don't know. Give him a little something at the very end when everybody was reuniting and like happy after the battle. Like, yeah. oh, there should have been some forced ghosts that show up too. That would have been sick. Yeah. I mean, maybe they all couldn't have done it. Well, I mean, they you know you could have just dressed at home. They could have sent that shit in. They had what? Did they have Leia appear as a ghost at all? Uh, in the voices, whenever she was on the she ground. She was a voice, yeah, I guess. I don't know, because she, no, yeah, she did at the very end, remember? Leia Skywalker on the planet with that one, whenever she buries their lightsabers in the sand and oh, then yeah. ignites her the yellow. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Um, I, I was but then say, Han had, had that whole moment with fucking Kylo. Leia and so Skywalker was the last word said in the saga. How fitting. Yeah, I mean, that's probably the way it should have gone. Yeah. Really. It was kind of the whole thing revolved around Skywalker in some aspect. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Still, man, they fucking did Luke dirty. His, his <laughs> actual exit, yeah. Like, I mean, no, the the whole, like, the more that I've heard and gotten to kind of sit with it and sort of understand it more, the more I'm okay with, like, the Force apparition thing and the whole him doing that, like, okay, whatever. What they did but, like, within that, the his performance of the story. throughout that was kind of like, I don't know if this is how Luke would have acted. Yeah. Well, that's what he said. Like... Dude, why are you trying to make Luke a goofball? He was a Jedi fucking master, man. <laughs> One of the greatest of all time. That's just Disney doing Disney. You know what I mean? Oh, we gotta make it goofy for the family. Like, no, you don't. <laughs> um, if you're gonna adopt all this shit, at least keep true to it. You don't gotta Disneyfy it. Like, you said Mandalorian was. It was fair. Fair. Okay. Oh, yeah, no, I, I feel that, though. Like, they've changed some things like that. And, like, I don't want it to feel like a, a formula. You know, you want you don't want it to feel like Marvel. You don't want it to feel like... You want it to feel special, like Star Wars. Um, relevant and just pertaining to the universe. Like, somewhere. Like, you can actually see it going on in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't do something outside of, well, we're going to try this. It's like, if it doesn't make any sense... You know, it won't make any sense. Like, you've got to have some relatability to what everybody knows to cut, for it to inevitably be accepted, you know? Yeah. And that kind of really applies to a lot of things. Um, so, that's how you normalize things, <laughs> so to speak. But most of those normalized things that I see are stupid as shit. Yeah. It's like, normalize not saying let's normalize anything and just fucking do it. Normalize this. I mean, yeah, some of them I agree with, but it's like, what's... I don't agree with most do it. of them. Just, just do it. Just yeah. fucking do you don't, Why does it need to be validated and accepted by everybody? Just do it and don't even say anything. Yeah, just, you know, fuck them. Throw it on, wear this, do that. Do whatever <laughs> you want to do, you know? You don't have to seek out validation from people that are not valid. All right, we want so the last speak. one here. My last yeah. one. Yeah, let's give it the old rundown here. Steering in a totally different direction here. Just kind of a little fun throwaway one here. 
Yeah. What do you think of uh, excuse me, like just a good old dirty greasy bar burger, like one you see you get at just some random hole in the wall bar and grill. You're out there playing pool. You're yeah. like, fuck it, I'm gonna oh, yeah. order a burger. One of the best burgers <laughs> I've ever had came from a greasy ass fucking pool hall burger, man. Like with a basket and some fries. Fries oh, were yeah. fine. They were good, but that fucking burger. That slaps you. Something about where, like, when you can tell that it was just kind of like the meat was just ground meat that they got kind of just like pressed together with their hand and tossed on the grill. It's like, it's got a different vibe to it, you know? Yeah. It's kind of like, I, that's how I, I always like steak and shakes burgers for that reason, too, because it just kind of felt that way. It was like, it's just, somebody just fucking ripped some ground meat out of the package and pressed it with their hand and slapped it on there. <laughs> It's not like a frozen burger they threw on there, you know? No. Bar well, burgers yeah. are like... I feel like you can get some of the best burgers sometimes at some shit that just looks like a hole in the wall, like dingy-ass fucking... People are smoking in there, like, bar. Oh, yeah, you know? It's weird, <laughs> because those, like that's some of the most tasteful shit you can get. It's just dirty places. like Like, not dirty, I mean... You know, you shouldn't feel like you need to eat and get a tetanus shot. <laughs> but, you know what I'm saying. Um, yeah, where you're like, man, everything about this is nasty. But, but if this it's a little bit grimy, like just, or more or less just broken in, like the places, yeah. it's no, nobody's shy about. It's a little bit of like, a little bit of grease around. on the walls. Yeah, like nobody's shy <laughs> about sitting around and like, you know, these old stools, you know, whatever kind of thing. Like, you know, that kind of that kind of deal. I'm not saying there's shit on the floor. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> if there's shit on the floor, I'm leaving. I'm not eating a fucking burger in there. <laughs> I'm not saying that. But what I am saying... <laughs> No, that pool hall, dude, that burger was fucking, it was one of the top three I've ever had, for sure. Now, I'm starting to question, you know, I know Evan stuck up for it and everything, in and out burger, I'm, I'm like debating, I'm like, is that top three burgers I've ever had? Because what's crazy is, that pool, like, no joke, that's top three burgers all time, for sure, <laughs> that I've had. And dude, that's honestly, insane. pizza and wings had a fantastic burger. Yeah. I see somebody well. dissed on it, and I was like, you're full of fucking shit. He was the only person <laughs> I've ever heard fucking diss on it. It's like, that was that place is called Pizza and Wings. Yeah. How do they make such a good burger? They got crab rangoon, funnel cake fries, yeah. some great jalapeno poppers, some great mozzarella sticks. <laughs> and the thing is... I and I and I even love pizza and wings wings but but if there's one thing Emos has I guess excluding the pizza because I like them both a lot for different reasons but um but Emos traditional wings man on the right day St. Louis style like are the best fucking wings I've ever had sauce to perfection they're not way too sloppy but they're they're plenty of sauce they are so they're so good, and hot wings are, like, my favorite. So, like, on the right day, they're just the best there are. Yeah. But St. Louis Pizza and Wings has more on the menu, and they have better sides than Emo's. Flat and straight out. my favorite pizza place, for sure. Flat and straight out. I don't care what... Oh, Emo's... It's like, look at the menu. They have way more stuff. Oh, yeah. They have... Yeah, they have all this other shit. And you're like, man, this is... And some people have no idea what it even is, still. 
Crazy. It's so good. It is. It's it honestly it would be underrated if anything. Yeah. It's it really would be if we like if we had thrown that out there. Um Well, I mean, especially since nobody has it but us, so it's like not a lot of people know about it. I mean people around here don't even And when that? people and when people come in to town, touristy wise, mm-hmm. if they're gonna get a pizza or wanna try something around here, it's emos, you know? So I personally, yeah, am more of a fan of St. Louis pizza and wings. Yeah. Overall. I think Emo's is classic. It'll always have its place anyway. Like, I have no... And like I said, those might be my favorite wings of all time. The only thing I can really say, maybe, is competition. Or the ones at Felix's, where they sauce them, trash them... You know, obviously, just cook them with the sauce in them again, obviously, mm. and then re-sauce them, and then they drizzle jalapeno ranch across them. Yeah, that's lights out, <laughs> <laughs> punched out. Too good, man. Yeah, trash wings in and, general are so fucking good. But anyways. like re-sauced, I like yeah. them to be re-sauced if they're gonna be trashed. <clears throat> yeah, because then it's like crispy. The sauce is in that, and then, like, it's also, like, the sauce on the outside. It's, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Like, those are probably the two best wings I've ever had. Both St. Louis exclusives. So, it's, like, I mean, there's there's a few other Evos. Like, there's one in Kansas City, I think, or there's, there's a one in a few other places. Yeah. But, for the most part, it's St. Louis native. It's St. Louis original. But it is a franchise. So they've struck out a little bit. Yeah, um, but, I mean they're around the. Oh area. yeah, but those are those are probably the the best two, ever that I've had. So it's like yeah, twenty four wings. Yeah, I guess I'll pay thirty four bucks for that, for Mimos. It's kind of insane though, but you know, dude, wing anything, pizza place wise is getting up. Like, even like delivering a pizza hut a couple days a week. Like I see some of the prices sometimes. I'm like, dude, how are people? Like one pizza, one pizza, and some like twelve traditional wings. This motherfucker's paying like forty-seven bucks to get this delivered. Like, what are you doing? They put like nineteen surcharges on everything. Yeah, with the fuck all oh, this and then this for sales this. tax, delivery charge, and then the whatever the store tax, and then something else. It's like the, car- the carbon, the carbon prices just leaving. went up way more. Yeah. Like, because food went up, so it's just... Everybody had to... Everything's ridiculous. The fucking gas went up, so you had to... Tra- it cost more to transport all the goods, yeah. so all the goods had to go up. Because they're hard to get, because it, t- you know, it takes more money. It's a never-ending cycle. How do we get ourselves into this mess? <laughs> Somebody should have fucking known better. Well, we just... It was just, I think, a classic case of pass it on to the next guy. We're like, well, we're going to patch this and this. Abandoning the problem, yeah. not fixing it. And it'll get better for now with this, and the next guy will have to deal with it. The box of Band-Aids is going to run out, man. <laughs> it's, you know. Yeah. It's dangerous, but. There's going to be nobody to pick up the shit on the floor. There's going to be nobody left. Nobody willing. <laughs> yeah, we're already in a pretty dirty ass establishment here. <laughs> um, did you see, okay? So what were your yeah, like a hole in the wall? Yeah, just like a dirty, greasy. Hundred percent underrated. 
Yeah, they. I feel like overall they probably get a bad rap for people like I ain't gonna get a fucking. It's, it's the here. same way as like whenever you're in California, you're in like uh, somewhere in the south maybe or whatever, and it's just like these dirty, more Hole dirty wall, like Mexican, yeah, or like Mexican like style like food places yeah. where some people just be like, oh, this is a smaller like maybe dingier looking just establishment. Or whatever, but like you go in there and shit sizzling, shit's hot as fuck oh, and yeah. fresh, and it looks great. And like, don't always. I mean, it's the Texas the old, has that those two. So so many of these cliches, man. They're sure, all Arizona, fucking Arizona, New Mexico. So many of them are true, but it goes back to the old "Don't judge a butch, book by its cover." Like, oh, the outside looks like this, but like, yeah, but what does the food taste like? Are you going yeah. for? Are you going to sit outside? A lot entertain, of those places are like that. To entertain too. how the building looks, yeah. you're gonna go inside and you're gonna fucking eat. Which is the sole purpose for why you're there. Well, I mean, I guess atmosphere too, but you know, likewise. Like, I feel like that's comedy with like Mexican and Asian food restaurants. Like, some of the really good ones just look like garbage from the yeah. outside. <laughs> yeah. And it can look like garbage, you know, it just can't look too sketchy. That's what I mean. There's a difference. It can look like garbage and even potentially be a little bit sketchy. But if that food is fire, I'll come back. It doesn't give you a food poisoning or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. But you're not. Yeah. That's the thing. If the food is really good, but I get sick from it, it's not good. You no. Know? Oh, yeah. Then I, it's not good anymore. I just had a bad experience and that's what I'm going to think about about it then. It took me a while to accept, like, KFC back into my heart. I was like, hmm, it's like three and a half years. <laughs> I was like, all right, I guess I'll give it another another go. Might as well. And then from there, did, I just didn't care anymore. Yeah. <clears throat> you let it go. Plus, you know, <laughs> it's not all of them. I'm sure it was that day or a fucking bad batch of chicken or something. Mm. But it was most certainly their food. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, food poisoning will scar you. It definitely will. You'll just say, you're like, man, I don't ever, I don't want to see that shit in my life for the next fucking, at least six months. I don't even want to see it. I don't want to be around it. I don't want to smell it. I want no part of that shit. You like almost are angry at it. You're like, fuck that meal <laughs> for putting me through this. What do you got for me here? Last t- last topic here. Okay. Um. Fuck it. Let's just let's just stay in food. You know. Wrap it up. Yeah. Kindly here. Have we <laughs> ever done? Have we ever talked about fries on this podcast? Like too too extensively. I think we brought up certain kinds of fries. I would like. To, I don't even know if I we have thrown out there, but even though because we know that where this is going to a degree anyway. Um. But let's just throw out old bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Crinkle cut fries. They're the classic, that's for sure. Like, you see the image of the burger and fries, it's always the crinkle cut fries. Which is ass. And people are like drawing a picture of a burger and fries with a classic, like, 50s diner. What is it? The rivets? The little. Yeah. The little. They're just fat. Aesthetically pleasing? They're drier than a fucking bone. Okay, as far as performance, the functionality (laughs) of these flies, these fries, the flies, they got got flies on them, too, all of them. (laughs) All like, the crinkles. They're the only things that'll eat that shit. Dude, 
Yeah. <laughs> Dropping maggots on them that look like crinkle cut fries. No, honestly, I will say my mom has made some in the oven before that are good. Yeah. But if they're like, I'm not saying if the crinkle cut outside, if the shell is crispy, then they're good. Yeah. But if it's kind of like a soggier and then there's just a fuckload of potato in the middle, it's That's like gross as it's too shit. much. Just dries your mouth out. You gotta like wash like, it. You gotta dip it in a fuckload of ketchup and wash it down. White Castle's fries are some of the worst. Oh, they're horrible. Some of the worst of all time. I mean, I do like the fact that you can get cheese fries at White Castle because you can't do that a lot of places. Yeah. And people, oh, but see, that's, so that's cool. Me. They're always like, they're always like, oh, well, you can do that. It's like, man, you don't like the fries. No, you I like do love cheese drenching fries, them. In the fucking cheese. Oh, yeah. So I'm just I like, admit but it's that, not, but. oh, yeah. But no, I'm just saying, like, it's not like you have a thing for the crinkle cut and you think they're fucking better than all the rest of them. It's like, no. I think steak fries, waffle fries, curly fries, straight fries, such as like McDonald's fries or, or what have yeah. you. I guess Burger King is like a little thicker than that. Um, I mean, personally, I really like Arby's fries a lot. Chick-fil-A is favorite. The waffle fries at Chick-fil-A are so fucking the, good. I, that yeah. might be my favorite item they have is their fucking waffle it's fries. So They're so good. And like other places have great. Felix's also has tremendous fucking waffle fries. I think waffle fries. They're, they might be my favorite. Waffle fries, curly fries, and like the shoestring fries, like the thin, like a steak and shake and oh, shit like really? that. Those might be my three favorites. I like, I like the... I do. I like the old classic McDonald's, and those are some of the best those ones at McDonald's too. Because like, whenever they're fresh, hot, and they're salty. Oh god! Oh, they are great. Yeah, I'll eat a whole thing of those on the oh, drive yeah. home before oh, I yeah. get the McDonald's inside. There, there's no way they're not going down. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's almost Shamrock's Shake season again. I know. It's fucking. It's getting there. It's getting to be about that time. Oh no. Um. But yeah, it's so honestly. Most of these are better, I think. But also, it, it sometimes it tastes like they don't even warm up the White Castle fries. But I will say... I feel like crinkle cut, and the thing is, is they take longer to fucking make. That's why they're, they're insufficient. Nonsense. Because fast food, it doesn't make sense to even do them because they just come out fucking soggy. There's way too much potato in them. You gotta cook them longer. They're not like... Crinkle cut is good... If they're, like, fucking crispy. They the have to be in, crispy. The ones in In-N-Out are good because they're thin. Crinkle cut yeah. fries. They're thinner, uh, for sure, than the ones you're talking about, which are, like, the White Castle ones. Yeah, like, anything like that, anything like the fries with too much potato in them, I can't do. Like, the potato smiles at school. Way too much potato. That's a lot, yeah. The Way <laughs> too much. <laughs> The potato is fine. <laughs> Dude, why? Why couldn't you just give us fries? You had to give us that bullshit with fucking so much potato paste in there. Oh, no. <laughs> you just came out of some fucking... And the wedges, too. Like, wedges are okay, but I kind of feel that way about it wedges sometimes. So There's just so much. It probably didn't even come from Idaho. Oh, the man. potato smiles. Yeah, that shit was... That was definitely like the just like they just like squeeze <laughs> some paste out of a tube. 
into, into like a shit. potato shell. And, and, well, it was just into the, a cutout of a smile, and then they just fried the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were overrated as fuck. They would give you like three of them. People got excited about those. I'm like, dude, why? Because you can dunk them and catch them, make them look like they're like a fucking severed head. Nothing yeah. else about them was any good. People loved doing that. Then biting half his yeah. head off and showing you the blood or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the main appeal. <laughs> I was just being able to make some sort of like up. bite, like Food bite out like, of it. Yeah, bite up, bite, bite half of its eye off and like just <laughs> part of its head, and then like dunk it in the ketchup. Be like, ah! <laughs> make them like scream. <laughs> the actual functionality uh, of like the taste, garbage. No, they weren't. They weren't good. And Kriegel cut fries. If comparing them to the rest of fries, the rest of the style of fries, also garbage. Yeah. So I would definitely say overrated. Oh, yeah, they are. Kriegel cut fries. <laughs> and I, I... No, I, I'm, I'm not, not always even a, a person that goes every time. Like, if I get a choice of side, I don't always pick fries no, either. No, you know? Not always. A lot of times I'll go like salad or like... um, I go salad or like chips, baked beans. Occasionally I'll go for the coleslaw if I'm really feeling fancy. Well, occasionally it's like just they say veggies, they give you a few different things or like a fruit thing, like a fruit bowl. Fruit cup, yeah. So it's like if it's one of those, I might pick that too. Um... Just because you're getting all the meat and your main meal anyway and all the other shit. I also like, like... Restaurant, like if you go to like a sit down, like steakhouse or burger place or whatever, or if they have like their own house made chips mm-hmm. that are just like salted, like you could tell, like potato, actual potato chips, I get them sometimes just because those are fucking good. Yeah. And they're a little rare. You can't like buy those anywhere, you know? Kind of want some of those nowadays. I know all the food sounds good, all this shit sounds great to watch. <laughs> A rewatch. I know, I don't want to work tomorrow. I just want to fucking eat food and watch Mandalorian. I know, I want to watch those or, they're like, uh, or, no, honestly, in the Tales of the Jedi might not be that hard. I think I can get caught up in that again in, like, fucking two hours. Yeah. Because I think there's only they're like, like six, like 16, 17 minutes or something there's like that. There's like six of them. Yaddle's in one of them. Like, you might multiple as well check episodes to where, like, Dooku storyline with people. Mm-hmm. I feel like they covered a lot of, like, Dooku with his, like, near the end of his Jedi run where they could just kind of, like, tell. They're like, this motherfucker. Oh, yeah. He's going off the rails. Dooku. <laughs> well, I mean, we put out a solid effort here tonight. Oh, yeah. We gave oh, it to shit. him. Shit. Oh, yeah, we did. Episode number 73. If they didn't the like can. it. Is there anything significant about 73? If they didn't like it, what? <laughs> oh, they loved it. They loved every piece of it until the, the crinkle cut fry. And then they're like, yeah. But yeah, man, you, you want to you wanna indulge in some better fries if you can. Yeah. And if not, you I can I mean, always... don't get me wrong. You can, if you buy crinkle cut fries out of the bag in the freezer section, you can make them better on your own. Then you can get them done places. Yeah, because you can you can bake them in an oven where they will actually fucking have a little bit of a crispy shell instead of just being a fucking 
soggy, wet fucking noodle dick. Yeah. Just well, it's... filled with too much potato. Oh, yeah. And not enough fry. I don't know. So you can't even consider this a fry. It's not fried. It's no. just a soggy fucking mess. Oh, those are the lame ones, dude. <laughs> you gotta make sure, like, just some of the, some of the, like, the tighter, like, curlies, like, the crisps and shit and the Arby's ones are good, but some of the oh, ones yeah. that are bigger don't fry, like, the same way. Like, if they're yeah, way more potatoes like that, and you're like, shit. They don't really t- taste as bad because they they're are seasoned. Still good. And, and they're curly, they're, so. Yeah, they're seasoned and they're curly, and they're not as thick as those other ones. So they're usually not that bad, even, even if they turn out that way. Yeah. But... Same with McDonald's. I don't even mind a McDonald's soggy fry. I'll eat the fuck out of McDonald's soggy fry. Oh, they're good. See, that sounds good, too. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) It all does. Smoke too much weed during these goddamn episodes, man. (laughs) Oh, this food fucking... Too delicious, my dear. Because we get on the topic of food at the tail end of the episode. That's what happens almost every time. (laughs) Um, Fuck. Alrighty, well, I guess we got a... We got an exciting next slate of guests for everybody oh, yeah. here soon. A good, a good uh, run of guests coming up now. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll be busy into into March at this rate and continuing to deliver effort after effort and fucking hope everybody tunes in. Hopefully, we pick up some new listeners. I'm sure uh, with the introduction of some new guests and some returning people, we'll uh, we'll be able to do just that. So oh, yeah. Stay tuned for what's coming up, and uh, episode 75, going to be a big one. Episode 74 next, going to be a big, they're all, they're all going to be big ones. <laughs> Let's face it, you know? Um, but yeah, of course, our milestone episode 75 is going to be coming up here shortly. It's uh, three quarters of a hundred, so be yeah. nice to, to ring in a good celebration for it, I think. Especially doing something a little bigger even than 70 we did. And uh, even that one was good. It was the most, it's the longest solo we've ever done. 70. That's so, wild. Yeah. It was like damn near three hours. Jesus. Um, so hopefully everybody out there is doing well. It's been uh, it's been a crazy but yet fun. This month is always a little wild. A range of emotions. A range of things going it's on. It's gone by, honestly, quicker than a lot of Februarys do. Yeah. I will say that. It's already technically more than half over. Yeah. So uh, everybody hang in there. Yes, sir. It hasn't yeah. been so bad. We'll be rolling out into spring before you know it. Yeah. We we get to next month and, and things start to hopefully, you know, find their footing a little bit better in all ways, as a lot of times they can and do in March, as opposed to, you know, the uh, the Feb month and the <laughs> really the cold months, I guess I should say. So, all right, well, hopefully... Um, you know, take care. Have a good week. We'll be seeing you next for episode 74. And that's a wrap. All right. Till next time. Good night.